think a big problem in this space is is too many people. Two things is one, too many people telling other people what they should and shouldn't do, whether it be with their money or whatever, their time, their energy. And then number two is is people putting too much weight on other people, uh, trying to tell them what to do with their time or energy. So I think if we if we focus on those problems, uh, a lot of this will kind of take care of itself. Have you listened to Coffee with Captain? Bro, I'm listening to it right now. Oh. It's a Friday, GM everyone. Welcome to Coffee with Captain. Uh, I guess I'm going to go revert to the Steves here in a second. Have no idea how the how the uh, quality of sounds because I am, uh, like I said, I am. I'm on speakerphone right now, so this is top top quality audio equipment here. Good thing there's only a handful of people in here. Sleep, sleepy Friday morning, Steve. Good good time to warm this up. Uh, we somehow got rigged on stage and then lost him already, but I take it you can hear me now as long as I don't connect to the soundboard? You are good with no soundboard, so let's go soundboard list for this show, and then we will uh, we'll figure the whole thing out. We'll be okay. We're going to make I'm gonna it. I'm going to do a restart. Um, we'll try it one more time, and if it doesn't work, we'll just go with the Steve's. Fair enough. Um, but look, I mean, it's a um, it's a sleepy morning here. Coffee with Captain. Like, retweet, comment down in the purple pill below. Give us a uh, a bookmark. Um, and uh, yeah, actually, I'm glad we have Riggs on stage anyway because at least we baited him up here because it's always good to hear from him. So uh, now that we've done that, but it's always fun with the delayed reactions because I'm like, can you hear me? Can you hear Cap? And Was then our read correct? Okay, right? okay. Like you could hear Steve, but not me. Is that right? That is correct. We could hear Steve. God, emojis are no a powerful tool, aren't they? Best thing we got right now, although it's gonna, I'm sure it, like there's gonna be some future thing that's gonna be they make this seem so unbelievably primitive. Which, uh, speaking of which, I'm sure we'll get into uh, what we got yesterday. Speaking of what's gonna seem primitive with the video prompts, but first in the cold open, I have a bone to pick with youth sports. Okay, it is Friday. I work very hard all week. We know this. I work my ass off. Do you know? Try to hang with the family. Try to get things done. And weekends. Uh, I do work as well, but like, it's a little bit of a sleepier work. You know, sometimes you have some kids activities, but like, I'm able to work a few hours each day. Um, you know, sometimes more, sometimes less, but it's like a nice time for me to chill, maybe sleep in a little bit. Um, you know, maybe my kid has like a 10 o'clock soccer game, but for those who do a show at 8am every day and listen to B-Check and Legendary beforehand and get kids ready for school, that is sleeping in tomorrow. My son has an indoor soccer game at fucking 715. Okay, which means we need to be there by like 645, which means we need to get the whole house up by like 545, 6, which is a nightmare on a Saturday. And also, frankly, not fair to kids who also it is hard being a kid. People when I was a kid growing up, my parents weren't empathetic. They were like, they're like, oh, it's so hard being a kid. It is hard being a kid. You your body. I remember like hearing somewhere that like a kid's brain equivalent at like age like eight or something is like a person who's on like LSD all the time or something insane like that, just because like you're going through all these emotions. So not fair to the kids, not fair to the parents who schedules. The only thing that's good is this indoor soccer facility always has trouble with parking. So like, at least we'll get spots, no problem. And won't have to park across the street, but seven fifteen for an indoor soccer game for eight and nine year olds. This is ridiculous, right? Cap. I mean, I'm probably not the person to talk to is my audio. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was like a little low-level hum a second ago, but now you're good. So 
while you, you've got one game tomorrow at seven fifteen. Oh wow, you're about to just hold my beer on this one, huh? Go ahead. Is that it? Do you just have one game this weekend? Yeah, we have one game. Yeah, so our, I got I, I will be at the convention center at seven thirty tomorrow for the for the the first game is just officiating. So I'm actually going to go have a coffee with some of my ape friends who live in the the downtown Tampa area, and um, first game at eight thirty. Then she's got to be there to officiate. You know, before they play, they have to be there to officiate. So. Um, We'll be there at seven thirty, and that's and then three games tomorrow. What, what is that? Well, real quick, what does that mean? If are they, someone getting married, they're they're gonna they're no no gonna, no, what, no, what, no, 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 no. So so like in these in these volleyball tournaments, these club volleyball tournaments, the they do have a like an actual paid referee who's who's like stands up on the ladder at the at the net and and they call the game, and then there's one of the another coach who's not playing in that game. They're on the other side of the net, and then two of that 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 coach two of their team players, they, they, they're the line judges. So players actually serve as a line judge in these tournaments. It, when you're not playing, you, you usually typically have to officiate or the, the, the normal, like the, the typical tournament weekend, just like this one is on a day, they'll play three games, they'll officiate a game and they'll have a break. So tomorrow I'll be at the convention center from like seven 30 to three. And then the same thing on Sunday. And then the same thing on Monday. So just be why you're complaining about your seven o'clock one sporting event this weekend. Just know that I'll be doing that three days in a row for a total of nine games or maybe more. Maybe they win the tournament and ends up being like, I don't know, 12, 15 games or something. But no, I think it'll be like nine or 10 games this weekend. But this is also nine year olds, you know, and eight year olds. So I just I don't know. Like to me, there's also a little bit of a difference. This is like nine year olds, just like because our 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 group is our 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 team and in our community is like so good at soccer and it's such good soccer programs. Um, I don't know if my sons are going to end up playing all the way through high school. I, or not. I, I, I hear you. And it's early. I would say though, like from, I actually prefer, like I enjoy if it's a one games rec, rec, rec soccer league game. I'd ra- I, I enjoy those crisp mornings. I don't probably anymore. Uh, when my kids are that age, we're in the Midwest. And so you'd have a little frost on the ground and you know, wake you up in the morning and then by like nine o'clock you're done and you have your whole weekend. It, I, like, Unless your kid really, really wants to play club sports, don't do it. Like it is a commitment, not just in like the financial commitment. Like I'm embarrassed to say how much money we'll spend on club volleyball this year because my daughter's not going to play volleyball in college. Like it's, this is probably the last year we do it because she's, you know, leaning towards lacrosse being her sport, but it's not just the financial commitment. It's time. Like this is my weekend and this is tournament season. So like for the next six months, one or two weekends out of the month, it's it's volleyball, and that's about all you get done. So I would gladly trade you for a single game early Saturday morning, and then have the whole three day weekend ahead of me. I, again, no, I'm I, to- I say gladly. I love it. Like it's it's this time is flying fast, and I don't. Uh, I'm not trying to rush the end of 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 sports. I do, I do enjoy it, but it really it can become a grind. And after a few months from now, I'll be like, oh, going to go spend the next seventy two hours at a at a volleyball tournament. Yeah, I guess for me, it's like they're eight and they're nine year olds, just sort of off season. And again, it's it's a thing where our 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 like kids like sort of like school is so good at soccer that they don't actually have a middle school team because everyone has these really good clubs. Like I think about it, I played varsity soccer in high school. Okay, I our team was good enough to like win our division. Uh, so like we weren't like a slouch by any means. 
And I see the kids around my neighborhood playing soccer. And I'm like, those kids are way fucking better than I was when I was in high school, like by a mile. And so it's like crazy to me how like, so it's like, I don't know. But the other thing is, and the last thing I'll say, I'll throw it to Riggs is the reason I'm, I'm the, the thing that's getting me going. Cause we actually debated if we wanted to take a, a it's perfect, a, perfect. Actually Riggs is next. I, we did not set this up, but we're going to like the, probably the preeminent expert on stage to talk about youth sports, Mr. 23 letters, varsity letters in his high school career. This, did you know Riggs holds a high school, North Carolina high school record? Not just his own high school, a high school record for the entire state of North Carolina, Steve. I mean, if you know Riggs, you know this. Riggs, uh, it's, I, this is like similar to like, um, you know. If you, if, you, if you look up work hard, play hard in the, def, in the dictionary, it's, it's, it's a rig. It used to be a picture of Riggs. Now it's a picture of his pudgy. No, Ch- Chamberlain made a point where he was like, you know, what hidden talents do you have? And I was up on, st- I wasn't up on stage and they were talking about hidden talents of the degen people. And Chamber just goes, uh, I think if Steve had a talent, it wouldn't be hidden. We'd know about it. And I think with Riggs, it's very much the same thing. Um, so I think it's it's you know fair to say. I think we're all self aware enough to know how we how we talk and and what it is because we're Riggs and I are both talkers. But I don't know. Like I guess like to me, it's like I, it, like the one thing that gets me going because we considered taking an impromptu trip to Chicago like last minute to go to camp with the kids this weekend because my kids have been dying to go to um, you know camp, check out the Doodles thing. Uh, there's only so many weekends, as you're mentioning, with volleyball, youth sports, like you have. We have vo- we have youth sports. We have a get-together that we plan with our good friends that we have to plan literally months in advance because everyone's schedules are so crazy. So we're going to probably do it in March at some point. But one of the reasons why I'm okay and I'm going, and it's funny because my mom, best grandma ever, like she's actually gotten to not give a fuck stage where like Valentine's Day, she showed up. And normally Valentine's Day, it's like, oh, you get like a box of chocolates or something. She showed up and she handed my son a box of donuts and $50 and was like, happy Valentine's day. This is grandma shit right here. Um, even her, she's like, I'm not getting for that uh, that early. That's too early for me. So as supportive of grandma as she is, the reason I'm stoked to go though, is my son primary plays defense, just like his dad. I was, uh, I, 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 I like, I, I got to interject. Cause I just had this like realization, Steve, it's the first time ever I've realized this. And it's just like, I like grandma's, grandmas were the first our first ever airdrop providers like we didn't even have to farm it like they just gave us airdrops i don't know where this makes yeah no grandma grandma airdrops are very real and uh no i i would say um you know i would say with with uh with uh though the reason i was going to say though real quick and then i'll throw it to Riggs. one reason that i am very motivated to go my son primary plays defense um scored his first goal last week in a, in a, in a competitive game. So he scored in practice and all that good stuff like anybody does, but uh, scored his first actual goal was just in the center. And again, the coach is trying to like get, he's such a good coach. Our coach is like the best coach I've ever seen in like a youth sports scenario. And I've talked about him before on this show. Like he's the first coach that my son calls coach, which anybody who plays sports knows what that means. Like he doesn't just say like coach name or just Trey's name he calls him coach period as like that's the that's the noun that's the proper noun um and yeah he um he basically is like I would just be because our team went undefeated last year and our coach would like you know he was like very much giving people like opportunities every single position because they were like talented enough as I mentioned it's good well like indoor there are certain parents who have like kids who are like really good at soccer who are like why are they putting my kid on defense? He's so good at offense. And the coaches are trying to give everybody, he's so good. I would just go in there and try to dominate. And this coach understands they're eight and nine years old, even though he's like a competitive athlete and his kid is incredible at sports and all these kids are good. His, the coach is like basically like trying to get them to be better. So he put 
my son up front and said, like, I want you to try to go score goals. I don't, I want, you need to be more aggressive when you're on the offensive end. You like playing defense. We're going to move you up there. And sure enough, he put him in the middle and he scored a goal. And my son was so funny because he almost looked shocked as he's walking back. The coach's son is running up to him, jumping. And my son's just almost sitting there with like deer in headlights. Like, did I just put my foot on the ball and it went in the net? It was so cool. So that's what gets me going and getting up to go uh, right and early uh, tomorrow morning. But it's going to be a rough night. Uh, here in the Bark household. Um, Riggs, get in here on anything you want to get in. Then we'll and, go and, as, and, and as Riggs jumps in, it is Friday, so drop us your win of the week down in the chat below. We'll, we'll get to those here in a second. Uh, and if you haven't done so already, appreciate the love on the tweet, getting this Friday morning show warmed up. Uh, the likes, the retweets, the bookmarks are appreciated. And with that, Mr. 23 Varsity Letters, Riggs, GM. GM, GM. So a couple things. First off, after we get through this high school sp- or, or junior sports or whatever we're calling this shit, I have I have a topic that's really grinding my gears, and it's Friday. Fuck yes! So, Is it, it's an NFT related topic, correct? Oh yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. good. Oh yeah, I'm gonna fucking go hard. Like just just be prepared. And do we get a hint? It's about my PFP. Oh, I, I was gonna say I didn't want I didn't want I, I, I was gonna say like no hints, but I'm okay with that. I'm okay, I'm okay with that hint. Oh yeah. I, now oh yeah. Just get just get ready. Like for those that say I'm a biased fuck. Just get ready to see an unbiased fuck. Oh like, my god, I, I am. Pu- yeah. All right, Riggs, give any. Give I'm already. Any, I'm already thinking about the title. I don't. Even we're know doing. What's be most we're doing sixty this. second. We're doing sixty second takes on new sports. <laughs> we're going Riggs, Joey Vows, T Row. By eight twenty, we need to be in here. You guys think you're bad about these junior sports? Try being a father of somebody who is a track and field person. So let me let me give you a, especially take away a, a distance runner. Which, by the way, a distance. The only thing that might be worst as a parent would be, I mean, that's up there. I've been to, I've done an indoor track meet. The only thing I could think that that I've done as a parent that I thank the, I like, whatever higher power you believe in, I thank that that deity every single day that my daughter hung up the cheer, the the uh, competitive cheer cleats after one season, I, I, like I. I wouldn't go. Like if she played competitive cheer as as at her age yeah. now, I just I would I would fade it entirely. So so here's the thing. Here my point isn't about the sport itself, because I actually love going to track meets. But if you don't love going to track meets, take a sprinter. A parent sometimes you literally run the hundred meter dash. That's all you do. But it doesn't change the fact that you have to be at the track early. Then you have to warm up. You're there for 10 hours that the parents You're get to watch for them for 10, 10 hours seconds. to watch your son or daughter run for 10 to 12 seconds. Literally. Literally. I, I had a high school girlfriend who ran the 400, and it was always the last race. And, and it's like – uh, yeah, I'm, I'm like, you, yeah. you're tilting so, me this morning just thinking about this, how so many hours I wasted in high school sitting at track meets. Like, fortunately, my mom used to always make these statements about it, but, like, she was like, I just feel bad for everybody else. She was like, you, you run, like, six events. So, like, I get to watch you – do all these things. And I'm like, yeah, except I don't want to run six events. That's a fucking shit ton. That that's painful for me. Like, it's like one of those things. So that's as you age, as you get older, it actually can be worse for parents. Cause as I got older, I ran less events because you, you start to really focus, but young, young people, like it, it's just crazy. Those track meets go forever and you can't just time it. That's the other thing. Because Depending on how fast they push through it, you'll you'll think, oh, I got this shit down. I, I can I can come two hours after the start and see it. And you come, they ran like an hour earlier, and you missed your kid. Oh, it, it's terrible. So just to feel better about it. 
this is really good alpha, actually. And, and I got we have in the chat um one million saying same with swim meets. I didn't think about this. I thought you were gonna go a different exact direction. Same with swim meets. I, I yeah, this is great advice for you, Steve. Like you re- like support your kids in whatever they do, but if you have any ability, if it's a coin flip, please steer them to soccer. I'm telling you, in and out at a 730, that's like that's probably almost optimal for for youth events. Like full fade, like whatever you can do to avoid your, your daughter getting into competitive cheer, whatever you can do to avoid them getting into track, like those are those are your your weekend drainers. I am oh, I'm a don't worry, my daughter is a mathlete, not an athlete. Um, so we are good there. But like I, I honestly, like, I have, I'm going to be honest. I came in here saying I have a bone to pick with youth sports. I have changed my mind in feeling how fortunate I am after this conversation, both the volleyball conversation as well as the track conversation. Now, changing your mind is a strength, not a weakness. We try to learn on this stage. I have learned this morning that I have it a lot better than I thought. <laughs> how annoying is, is Chipper Steve going to be to the other soccer parents tomorrow morning now? Now He's, he's going to be like grinning ear to ear. He's going to be the one bringing the, the donuts and handing out $50 bills to all the other parents. He's going to be so happy. Yeah, this, this changes everything. So, But like, no, and the other one, and I actually, I was going to say another sport that I think is crazy that my brother was incredibly good at in high school, uh, uh, a, a captain and all these other things. I'm not going to front run Mel on this, but we are going to do like 60 seconds or less of hand because I want rigs to pop off this morning, especially uh, quiet room. We got, you know, give us a retweet, a like, uh, purple pill down below. Give us a comment because we got to get people in here because Riggs has got some thoughts on some stuff and I'm excited to hear them. Um, but I'm going to go to Joey Vowles. Then we're going to go T-Row. I am still, I almost let circles got the stage. I'm so stoked circles it up here. It's been a while since we had circles and then we'll go Mel after that. So Joey Vowles, get in here. GM everyone. Um, so I also ran track in high school and college. So I, I know exactly, uh, what Riggs is talking about. I, it's funny is that I ran the events in the beginning and the end. So talk about spending all day there. I was a long jumper. So the field events were always like the first events to start in the morning. And then I ran the 400. So I was there literally from beginning to end i uh long jumped 110 meter hurdles uh four by four and 400 so i i would spend sometimes like 12 hours uh at the at at the track it was it was horrible my mom would not spend 12 hours um she would usually come like towards the second half of the day and then i in college i focused mainly on the the 110 meter hurdles but then I also played other youth sports as well, baseball, basketball, football, et cetera. But you what I realized a shorty for fucking jumping those one ten high hurdles, my guy. Like well, I got Lord. converted. Well, I got converted because my high school is like one of the it's top. All, it, was all the, it was all the cold plunges. <laughs> Not yet. Uh, my coach did actually start start us cold plunging my junior year of high school. He was way ahead of his time. Um, but I got converted. I went to one of the most athletic high schools in the country. And I was the f- sixth fastest hundred meter runner. And I ran a 10, six in the hundred, but because I was the sixth fastest, they couldn't put me on the four by one. So they were like, and I would never qualify in the hundred. They were like, well, you're going to run the one ten hurdles because you have enough speed for that. So I got converted. Um, it was uh, not my favorite event, but it is what it is. I mean, when you're the six fat, we had the, the national champion hundred and 200 meter runner in one year at our, at our high school, it was this five foot six Hispanic kid. Um, dude was so incredibly fast, but anyways, the thing with youth sports today, cause you commented about like club and stuff is what I've noticed is 
there's been there has definitely been when it comes to baseball and basketball there has been a shift from focus on school athletics to club and travel because there's so much more money in club and travel. So like all these tournaments and, and, they, and they get seen more in the, in the, in the era of NIL, like there's girls that play on club, like very competitive, high level club volleyball. Don't even play for their school teams. It's just like they, they they're going to get all the exposure from scouts. They need at, at these club tournaments. A hundred percent. Like the, the base, like kids today, when they're playing, like they start playing travel ball, at such a young age. And like, I got a guy at my gym, his kid plays travel ball and the team is like across all three counties in South Florida. Like they, they've built like this master team from Dade Broward and Palm beach. And they literally travel around the country to get noticed versus playing just normal high school ball. So yes, there's been a shift from like having pride in the fact that you got a varsity letter that's not there anymore. The pride is playing on a, a year round travel team that, you know, travels around the country and plays in tournaments. That's, that's like where it is now. So the high school sports now football is different. Like there's no travel football team. Like it's still football, still high school sports, but I think some of these other ones, to your point, cap soccer, I'm volleyball down in you, Joey, cause I'm a big, I'm a letter guy. I, I want to fuck. Oh, me too. I'm the same fucking school. Oh, I, it's the same for me too. Like it, but I think school pride is, is not like what it used to be back in the, you know, the nineties and early two thousands. Like it just, it's, it's not the same anymore to cap's point. Everything is about exposure and it's all about social media. And if you can play on a year round travel basketball team, you're going to get way more exposure than you will playing high school sports. Not to mention the competition is better, right? Like you're literally playing all-star teams all the time where in high school let's be honest one out of one out of every six teams in your district is probably good the rest of them are just dog shit and you're just beating up on people so is it really like showcasing your talent that way so that's my take yeah no it's it's definitely there's there's uh there's some specialization that goes on not all the way across the board but we definitely see a lot of it but let's go t-row we'll go t-row uh circles mel i think was the order i had in that real quick so we can get into the uh, NFT stuff. But T-Row, get in here, GM. GM, Steve, Captain, Riggs, uh, Joey. Um, quick take, 60 seconds. Um, youth sports, I don't have any children, but uh, I would say I'm going to, when I do have children, steer them for basketball because it's inside and I don't have to wear uh, my parka. Uh, don't have to get muddy. Don't have to clean up after. Um, makes more sense. And then um, also... Captain said grandmas are the first airdrop we ever had. I chuckled at that for a long time. And rest in peace, my my grandmother. Um, when I was seven or eight, I'd smooze up to her as much as possible. And she would give me some candy and she would uh, slip me 10 or 15 bucks. And that would be money for ripping packs. I would go buy flare basketball, flare metal, uh tops anything you could think of i'd be ripping packs trying to grab kobe and iverson rookies and trading them so those were the first jpegs or nfts i guess uh in my mind so grandma's being the first airdrop is uh amazing take i love that and ray this is yeah, it that one hit home for me too cap i lost both my grandmas too and they 100 would always slip me like 20 bucks without my mom looking this, this is incredible. Like Riggs is actually like, or Riggs, sorry, T-Row's actually, um, it's Friday. T-Row's actually like, grandmas were the first airdrop. 
And he is specifically like, not only that, he get his airdrop from grandma and he use it to collect things that someone would be like, why do you have so many of those? So like, it's almost like he, he lived this life long before Riggs was born for this. He was molded by this or Riggs. I keep saying Riggs. My brain is cooked. So we're going to circles and we're going to Mel and then we're talking about NFT circles. Get in here, GM. GM, GM, uh, six seconds. Uh, so while I can't speak to only watching a 10 second sprint, I had two uh, younger brothers um, and one, they both played football and my dad then coached for one or both of them. So you end up going there at like ridiculously early in the morning to watch the youngest one. And then you stay all day uh, while all the other leagues play of the different ages to watch the middle child then play. Um, so that while I can't speak to Watching sprints, I can speak to having a tent set up and just reading books because I did not play football and did not care about it in the least. You just described also, Circles, first of all, always good to hear your voice. Appreciate you, my friend. Uh, love having you up here. Um, I um, It also I, it, helps me understand Circles. Like, I, I'm very familiar with the tent kids at, at soccer games and sporting events, so I, I now have a much better idea of, of Circles the Human. You no, know, tr it's true. Um, we actually have like a... There is a, a a a kid on our team who is arguably the best player on the team. You could you could say he might be the best player on the soccer team. And I was like, oh, he's really good. And they're like, yeah, but like those kids, their their dad is the football coach in the high school, and they play all the sports. And basically, football is mandatory. And then it's one of those households. Football is mandatory. And then anything else they play, they can play if they enjoy it. And he's so good. But they're like, yeah, no, he's gonna be the quarterback of the, there's going to be a time when all three of these brothers are playing on the varsity football team, a good varsity football team together. And it's crazy watching them, their parents operate because their parents like have to split time. And sometimes you have all three kids. Sometimes you just have two of the kids uh, at the game. They're always like bouncing around to every single sport. They're just the athletic family. The mom was like an incredible athlete. The dad was obviously an incredible athlete. If he's the co football coach of a high school that does quite well. Um, so it's, it, you know, it's one of those families like circles describe where they're all going to all the different sporting events, but they're like, yeah, we only have him for so long until he just takes full on football and becomes that because, and these kids, it's so funny. My kids will tell me I have two references. I have the soccer game. I know the parents because the parents, like one of them actually went to high school with Mrs. NFT Bark. So we know the parents for that. So we have that reference. We know the kids from the soccer. And then my kids who come home from school will be like, yeah, those kids, they set all the records at our school for like the pacer test and everything else. And they wreck it. So it's kind of fun to, to hear about those. So Circles is the uh, is one of the, the, the kids who is bouncing around through those things. So I totally get that. Um, Mel, go ahead and get in here and then we will switch and let Riggs cook. Yeah, GM to everyone but Tiro, because I'm pretty sure he forgot me on his little GM intro. Um, hockey is by far the worst sport to have your kids play. $5,000 just to get them on the ice, just to get their gear on, right? Another $5,000 for travel, and you are literally at the ice rinks like six days a week. And our games start at 6 o'clock in the morning. We usually have two a day on Saturdays and Sundays, and then three if we make it to the champion. So this awesome. is all we're in Chicago this weekend, so we should link up. If and they stink. Fuck. Oh god, stink. so bad. Oh, and the equipment smells yet. so bad. He's not even hit puberty yet, and it's and it can make you puke. This is alpha. This is what I didn't want to see your thunder. I started to say it, then I saw you requesting up, so I held this in. My brother played hockey at a high level for years, and it was like my poor mom with that hockey bag. It was in 
our basement in our laundry room in the back. And like during hockey season, I couldn't use the basement like a hundred yards away from where his hockey stuff was because it stunk so bad. And my brother is not a stinky human being. He's a clean human being. But hockey stuff just naturally, it's like worse than wrestling stuff, worse than CrossFit stuff, worse than any other thing you have. Just as absolutely disgusting. Great sport, but super expensive and super crazy to play. But I mean, I think a great sport overall for the kids once they're on the ice. It's like a thing where it's like once they're on the ice playing, it's like you're like, this is all worth it. Like when I'm watching my brother just like, play and my brother was like a little he he was a younger brother so naturally you would see things that made you proud as an older brother as a teenager who wanted your younger brother to be tough because you you know I basically shaped him in my image we have the same sense of humor and all that and so because he's he's six years younger than me um so my brother when he um when he would go out I remember seeing one instance where it's like somebody came and kind of like bumped his like teammate and my brother just chased this guy who's like their best scorer and my brother chased him around for the rest of the time, just basically knocking him over in the most legal way possible. He knew all the legal tricks. So it was pretty crazy to watch. So hockey, fulfilling sport to watch. Really good. I think builds toughness, builds teamwork. But yes, I didn't want to see your thunder because I was going to say hockey is about as bad as it gets because the times, the ice time, the early wake-up calls, the travel, uh, the travel and early wake-up calls, it's a tough one. So net-net, um, Teach your kids to code, and then you won't have to worry about waking up early. They'll just stay up all late night in the Mountain Dews, and you can just hang with them and crush it and play Dookie Dash. Um, hey, Steve, can I add real quick? The alpha, if you want your kid to be an elite athlete, is get them into swimming and gymnastics early. Swimming for, swimming for the for the uh, aerobic. G- gymnastics like is the, like a step down from, from, from cheerleading. Correct, but, but the aerobic capacity they'll gain from swimming and then the mobility – and body awareness they get from gymnastics that will put them so far ahead of other kids whether it's soccer football any of them gymnastics and swimming early on and you'll build an incredible athlete yes or even if even if you don't want them to be a deep dive athlete my i will say my daughter i'll say it this way i i talk glowingly about my daughter i love my daughter i talk glowingly about my wife i love my wife my daughter takes after my wife when it comes to athleticism. So she isn't a sports, isn't someone who's playing sports, but she is somebody who will, um, you know, get down on gymnastics and do that. And it's made her a lot more athletic. And she also swims. Like as far as like, she's, she, she can do things and she's more coordinated because of gymnastics. She's never going to be like a star or elite athlete. Honestly, my son's not super into it as much either, but she is somebody who can, uh, um, be do certain things because you know she is you know doing gymnastics, so it is a great sport to get people into. All right, T. I'll let you get back in here real quick, and then we're switching over to rakes. Yep, this will be quick. Uh, uh, Joey said body awareness at, at the age of like ten years old. I, what my body was doing, I had no idea, and I was confused, scared, and strange. Also, I hit my athletic peak at about twelve to thirteen, so in like eighth, ninth grade, maybe seventh, I was at my absolute peak, and then crater down his high school and everyone else hit hit their testosterone boost and Todd was left in the dust. So um excited to hear what Riggs has. And this to say is the guy that wants his kids to play basketball. This is true. I am I'm not an athlete. I, I work the angles. Uh I, I think ahead and that's what made me a decent player. Uh not an athlete, but tried real hard. All right, Andy, I saw you flew up here. I'm gonna give you I'm gonna be gen- we're gonna give you 60 seconds here. 60 seconds or less on this. 
not trying to rush you, but we've been we're we're about 20 minutes past cold open here talking about youth sports. And I know we want to get on something. And I hear spicy rakes. I'm getting all excited. So Andy, get in here and then we'll throw it to rakes. Yeah, we'll take way less than 60 seconds. I was just going to completely agree with the swimming one. I uh, swam for 14 years and it allowed me to walk into any high school uh, sports that I wanted to try out for and immediately get on the team uh, just because you can outrun and outwork literally anybody else that steps on the court with you. So uh, big ups for that. And then I did do gymnastics as a male for uh, a number of years there at the very beginning. And I'm very tall. So it did give me a very good body awareness uh, comparatively to some other people. So very big on both of those things. Completely agree. Uh, it is abysmal watching your young child do gymnastics, though. So take that into account when you're signing up for these things. No, I love I it. wouldn't I... even say it's that abysmal, the watching. It's just the waiting. Like, the, it is... The, the the prep and the waiting from gymnastics and, and cheer, those were the most the, the the two least enjoyable events for me as a parent was competitive cheer and competitive gymnastic events. They just it is a drag. It's it's kind of like Riggs analogy of you, you you wait all day for a 10 second sprint. It's just yeah, I, I, I was not a fan. Yeah, my, my parents got me into um gymnastics when I was a kid very young, but then I got out by the time I was like, I don't know, five or six. But it's funny how it holds on because when I started doing CrossFit in like my late 20s, early 30s, pretty quickly I was doing like muscle ups and things, which are like sort of using the rings, which a lot of people like struggle with. And I, I wouldn't be surprised. Like I was really good at gymnastics-y stuff, as I would call it, like double unders, things like that. And I think it probably has some some tie back to those early days doing gymnastics. But look, that said, good conversation about you sports this morning. I want to hear spicy rigs. Rigs is saying it has to do with this PFP. He's been a homer for a little bit here. I want to know what has got Riggs all excited this morning. He is in a tizzy. Riggs, sir, get in here. The floor is yours. No, I mean, I, here's the fucking deal. Here's the fucking deal. I, I, I'm frustrated with shit because let me, let me start off with reading a tweet. All right, I'm going I, I to – and let me be very fucking clear. This has zero to do with Luca or the team. I think they're fucking crushing it. I think they're absolutely annihilating it. Probably very few teams could do better with the resources that they have. What I have a complaint about is the challenge of a decentralized community and people that are representing your brand on Twitter and how they fucking treat people. Because let me tell you, I almost went hard last night. I chose not to. I even texted the person that I kind of went a little bit at just to make sure he knows I care about him. This is why I told him. And he goes, yeah, I was just fucking around. But then it goes deeper and deeper. So Wait, I did you up. go at them publicly on the timeline? Yeah, just briefly. But it wasn't – I'm going to read that here in a second. Okay, cool. So, but, and then I also texted him saying, hey, hope you don't hate me for just saying what I did on the tweet. Uh I, I just disagreed with you. I wanted to fucking, you know, make sure you and I are cool. And he goes, oh, yeah, I'd never care about things on the timeline. Plus, I don't even remember what I said. No big deal. And then I went to sleep. But I woke up, and it's fucking worse. Let me tell you. So I, I see a tweet that says, I'm not usually someone who cashes out the fiat ever. But I'm moving in a month and, not nego and non-negotiably need to buy a car. So I sold some of my dime airdrop for $10,000. I got my dime simply because I hold a pudgy penguin. Not trying to brag, but I'm literally just so grateful to be a part of this space. I'm about to buy a car with free money 
I got from owning a picture of a penguin in a sweater. There is simply no better place on earth than crypto. Fucking incredible, right? Absolutely incredible. Then I go and see my friend, Saucy, say it's not free money. They gave you tokens to use and fortify their network. Weird that you felt the need to share that you sold. All their hard work for you just to jeet their tokens. This is exactly what we're, we're, weren't supposed to do with them. Go fuck yourself first and foremost. Get the fuck out of here. It is absolutely free fucking money. Freedom to, to transact. So I respond. Freedom to transact. I'm thrilled he's able to be to do that being part of this community. I'm sorry, Sauce, but this is a terrible take to make someone feel bad publicly for sharing a W. All love to both, but I had to say something. So then I get all kinds of shit from other people saying, you're wrong, this and that. And so all of a sudden, I see another person. I'm not going to say who because they are part of the team uh, at a, on a certain level. Not, not core, not core team. But just say, because somebody agreed with me, and then they said, probably just a little off point, a bunch of people like Saucy are making the case for projects to want to have penguins govern their protocols and gloating on the timeline about free money doesn't help that cause. TLDR, obviously everyone's free to do whatever. There's just no need to advertise it. Go fuck yourself again. Absolutely. Like, what the fuck are we doing? This should be absolutely something fun. Why shouldn't we be gloating? Everyone wants to screenshot the fact that they got $20,000 in dime. What? You don't get shit if you don't sell. It's never fucking money if you'd never take profits. Get the fuck out of here. I'm so fucking irritated at some of the shit that I've seen on this rise up from the fucking penguin community. You need to get your fucking heads out of your goddamn asses, people. Let me tell you. We're supposed to just be having fucking fun, LARPing as fucking animals on their timeline, and you want to make this fucking PvP and then make people feel bad when they finally take profits? Why would? Why is anybody going to want to join if that's the case? Get your head out of your fucking asses and have some fucking fun again. Like, just because our floor price is up doesn't mean we're supposed to be taken more seriously. This was my issue with apes a long time ago. Uh, and everyone always asks me, like I've been asked recently – especially because I've been, again, getting a little more active for whatever reason in the Moonbird Discord. And I get asked, what, what would it take for, for you to change back to your Moonbird? Is it floor price? It's never been floor price for me. I, I rock gutter cats when I had apes. It's all about the, the mentality. That's why I tweeted out last night, I like to be the underdog. I want to be somebody that is looked over. Let's have some fun, have some grit to us, but stay humble, man. And the, the fact that this community right now is losing the humility that got them there, they're forgetting the chaos and the turmoil that they've gone through. Are you kidding me? They want to talk shit to people on the timeline for selling something that got them a new car? Those are the stories that make people want to be a part of it. And, and by the way, if, dime, if the creators of Dime saw that, they should be retweeting as, as well, saying, look at what we provided. It's the best success story you could possibly have. It's the best form of marketing. You're, you're like, that's why a lot of people get into crypto is for that win. Like you just got tremendous windfall. It should be celebrated, celebrated from the rooftops. The idea of cell shaming is 
is I thought we left it in 2021. I agree with everything you're saying. Keep cooking. Sorry. Oh, no. I, I mean, I, I could just go on, but I'm going to spin myself in circles and I'm just frustrated by it. And I, I this is the thing, man. We all get in our fucking, you know, little circles, right? Our echo chambers, whatever we want to call them. And, and we never want to call people out. And everybody wants to say, oh, we got to stay positive over here and kind of let the bad stuff go. Just sweep it under the rug. Fuck that shit, man. You sweep it under the rug too long. No offense to the apes. We we swept a lot of shit under the rug. We did. We just muted people. And my point, my point to Cap when he says, I don't see it, I mute people, is you can't mute them based on the fact that you have to under have a full understanding of the community that the outsiders see. Because that's the community that people are making the decision to join or not. And for you to be able to make adjustments to how you need to, to curate, you've got to understand the bad as much as the good. Because like they say, you're only as strong as your weakest link. And so you're, you're only as positive as your most toxic link in this space. And so by muting people, it actually – I think it takes away your ability to, to see an unbiased take of your community. And so – I've actually gone back and unmuted everybody I had muted a long time ago because I want to see. And trust me, there were a couple people on this thread coming at me that I had muted that I'm like, oh, no shit. I had uh, you uh, muted. Amazing that you say that. I just saw the thread and I was running through it. And there was one I see that you, you have this person muted and I unmuted it. And I'm just going to, I'm not going to say who it is. If anyone's connected, you can. But what I had muted in this thread that where the, the exact same post that Riggs is talking about, where he had a pudgy celebrating his win, sold some dime and, and is buying a car, I scroll down to the one I had muted. I unmute it, and this is what it says. Yeah, this guy is getting muted, blocked. Selling your tokens is fine. Bragging about it for being nothing isn't. The opposite of grateful, he's shilling it as if it magically appeared out of nowhere. It's not It's not the community which he chooses not to be a part of making it happen. Actually, it, it, it appears to me that if this individual got his drop, that he, he, he made a conscious decision to be a part of this pudgy community and not sell his digital asset, his, his digital picture of a penguin for... A car, the the money that would have got him a car. So it's like you you've got someone that th these airdrops. Sure, if you want to if you want to help govern the platform, go do that. That's what they're for. But to your point, it's freedom to transact. If you want to liquidate those airdrops, it's that kind of stuff. It's the opportunities that get presented in this space that allow you to keep the original asset. It's just like you can't to to think that someone is supposed to diamond hand everything forever that comes like that is how you that's how you round trip. Like it's just like it's it's not good advice. It is. It is self-shaming. It is manipulating individuals to, for, for their betterment. They're, they're harassing this person because he sold because they feel it's going to hurt their bags. It's, it's, it's manipulation, and it's, it, this is, this is the, the nefarious kind of manipulation because it's not – go ahead. Oh, no. And just wait. Just, it's absolutely manipulation. Guess what? See, see I'm a spiteful – I've already told stories recently – of how I chose to go get education to be spiteful to my wife so I, I had more degrees than her. Like, I'm a spiteful, just like, person. And, and I, petty. I guess petty's a, a better word. You've just turned, you just flicked the fucking switch on me. Every, every fucking airdrop. I am going to dump the shit out of it, and I am going to post the fucking biggest W post in the fucking world. It doesn't matter if it goes up anymore. It doesn't matter if it goes down. I'm fucking dumping it, and I'm going to post about it. I don't care. Like, we should have fun. How many times, Cap and Steve, did we get airdrops and round trip the fucking airdrops because we didn't know what we were doing in the past? How many times? Apecoin. 
I mean, not round trip, but I mean, ApeCoin's like a perfect example where I did sell some at the top, but it's like, I didn't sell it like, I mean, specifically, and it's tied and it's called Ape. I didn't sell it. I said I was going to sell it at, uh, at the, uh, like 20, if it reached over $20, all of it, except what I need for other side drop. I didn't, I cost myself a tremendous amount of money by holding onto that thing. And it was like a community thing and it's ApeCoin and, oh, I don't want to sell this. And it's, it's exactly what you just described. And it's not a total round trip, but it's the same idea. And I think like. This is what's interesting about community is that this is a growing pain that I definitely saw apes go through. And I would always be a strong advocate. I remember I had a buddy who sold when apes ran to two ETH. And I remember people sell shaming him. And I said, forget that. Congrats on your sale. Nobody else has to sell. They're welcome to hold as long as they want. I'm holding. But you needed the money for something else. You decided it wasn't worth your comfort anymore. And it wasn't as comfortable for you. So congrats on selling. This is kind of what I was saying at some points about, and this is going to make me sound like like an old man just being like, yep, I saw it coming. But like, I had this conversation, I remember when Pudgy Penguin started to cook a little bit and they cooked from like three to six to 12 and we saw them running up. It's not about them flipping apes. The thing I've actually said on this show, you can check the recordings. Be careful how you treat people in and out of your community as you're going up. Be very thoughtful and careful about it. And I've had this conversation again as pudgy penguins have been kind of ripping a little bit because I know these growing pains when apes started to do it. And it's really interesting because like there are, there apes still have a reputation that we're working to overcome. And I think like, and I don't, I'm not saying whether it's justified or warranted or not. So it's not about that discussion, but like apes still have a reputation that sometimes people have on the timeline about how they sell shame, how they treat people, how they act. And I think there is something to be said about, you are who you associate with and you want to be careful because if there becomes a, you know, cap nailed it, like people are worried about things hurting their bags and them not getting more airdrops. Wins should be celebrated however they are. Like telling people how to spend, and it's the fact that he specifically talked about the reason he needs it. The fact that he talked about like it as a very like, you know, personal reason. Like, and again, I, I'm just coming from a person who has had founders in my, in my DMs when I've sold something because I needed to pay taxes or I needed to pay my mortgage because I'm an entrepreneur. I don't have a consistent salary coming in necessarily, right? I, I mean, I do with some consulting work, but like, I don't, I pay for my own benefits. I've had founders in my DMs and I, I told them and they're like, oh, well maybe sell it from a different, you know, wallet. I'm like, I'm not trying to like hide my sales. I'm trying to be transparent in the blockchain. And I still have five of these or 10 of these or whatever. It's just, I needed to sell some because I need to pay some stuff. And so I think like, this is a very real problem with founders, with teams, with, you know, communities. And it's something where the fact that it's that divided when I look down the actual comments rigs is like concerning because I know the, it's the, kind of the only correct answer is congratulations. Like any, any, like correct. it's just, it, it's, it's making me angry. I, I appreciate rigs saying something. And my big takeaway from this conversation is, I'm not just going to mute this cycle. If we see apes out there, like, don't talk to me if you don't have 100K PFP again. I, I muted that individual. This time, I will, I, will, I will call them out. I'll call them out on the timeline. I'll call them out on the show. Because it's, it's not indicative of how the, major, the overwhelming majority of people in the club think. But unfortunately, when you talk about the challenges of a decentralized club, this is it. Just as there's a freedom to transact, anyone with enough Ethereum can join the club. And you can't, you can't prevent them from joining it, but 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 I think it's it's on us, those of us that, that don't think that way. I think we do have a collective duty to let others, both in the club or in the community and, and outside, know that hey, that's that's not that's not 
how pudgies act. That's not how apes act. That's not what pudgies think. Like let others know that's not what the club stands for. There are always going to be a few bad apples. Most likely again, it's, it's part of the downside of freedom to transact in a decentralized community. But I, uh, I appreciate you saying something today and it will be, it will be some inspiration I take into this next cycle is to, you know, not just mute the Benice of the world, but rather make it known that that's not indicative of, of, of the culture and, and the environment that we're creating around here. Yeah. I mean, it, it, and I, I'm glad I would love to see that kind of stuff. Yeah. And most people know I'm going to call people out. Like I just, again, I just hit saucy with, cause I just saw him again, continuing down the road. I go, you're hurting our reputation by cell shaming. I'm done with this fucking conversation. Like I'm over it. And, and I'll, t- I'll tell you, I think, I think I'm a pretty good community member. I do. I believe I go to fucking bat for my communities. I think that I help plan things for activations. I try to onboard people. This is the shit that makes me want to leave a community. Like I'm telling you, like I'm struggling right now, not just fucking dumping. Like just because of this, I get, I I get so fed up with it. And I'm sure like, I'm sure I'll, I'll get a text message here in a minute after saying this from Dow and him and I'll, he'll talk me off a fucking ledge. But this is, this is honestly some of the worst shit we can ever fucking do. We're supposed to be having fun. We're supposed to be making money. Is that not the goal? What the fuck? And so it's just frustrating. So I do, I implore any of you to relook at your, your, your communities you're in. Unmute people. Call people out. Only way we get better is by by calling people out. It's not by muting people. Muting people just makes it better for you, not for other people that don't understand. And as people enter this space, and and and, and, and I will say, like for Riggs and I, like it's it's like if you want to mute people because you want you you want you just like to to uh, curate your timeline so you don't have to see and deal with this stuff. That's fine too. I, I do think some of us that that are like Riggs and I have a similar personality. We we we're not the ones to just brush it under the rug in our real life, and we shouldn't be here on the timeline. If we see something we don't agree with, it's okay to say that. And and I think I didn't. I'll be honest. I did not do that last cycle. I just muted people. Some I blocked, and I moved on. I I will uh, I will speak my mind a little a little more frequently as we head into the new uh, or, or or this this year going forward. Just just hard stop. Period. Moving forward because it's. I will tell you this though. The, the hard conversations, they work. It, it pushes a community forward. We, we had a pretty hard conversation on this show, show just Monday and it started a freaking movement. Not just, not just the welcome apes and shout out to Dort for getting that account spun up. It's linked up above new PFP that was designed last night after following an a incredible disco, discord session with about 50 apes. It was a, it, you know, we had a four hour tough conversation on Monday and it, it, it inspired a lot of action and it's probably like this is one of the most memorable weeks I've had in the club. Wasn't sure that was where it was going to start coming into the week, but having some of those tough conversations, it 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 got some people to take some action. And and I think just like you're having a tough conversation this morning, this is a little harder, right? There's not like a simple action that can be done because you're you, it's unlikely you're going to change those other individuals' feelings. But I I do think it's it is my 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 TLDR. It's far more beneficial to have these tough talks, get the things out. Like you're, you're not always going to agree with your community members. And, and I think addressing it and, and letting it know how you feel is, is far better than just flooring it and getting the, getting the F out. 
Maybe. I, I don't know. You could go either way. I actually am not. I'm going to kind of semi take the other side where I'm not going to necessarily say like I am somebody who, depending on the person, like, I don't know, I do a lot of blocking and a lot of muting. But I also I also will respond to people when I hard disagree with them on certain things. Right. Like, I don't have a problem with like disagreeing. And I don't think I I, I don't think anybody on this stage will accuse me of not vocalizing my opinion. Right. But like, I think, um, you know, I think when it comes down to it, like, there's, there's kind of, like you said, there's people who can do things like for who they have time for and what they have time for. But be careful. Just I, that, I said this going up as the Pudgy Penguins are running up. And I'm not saying it because of, you know, I'm not saying this as a, as a generalization statement about the Pudgy Penguin community, which has some tremendous like friends who I love in them and, you know, awesome people. This is not like a statement on Pudgy Penguins, period. This is a statement in general to any NFT brand that has a run up. Like if Doodles have the same run up, I'll say the same thing. Don't get arrogant and start making fun of other people. Don't start like punching up to like punching up and punching down. Like, you know, like there was like a stigma. I mean, I'll, you know, I, we, we talked about it on the show and I'm not like, I love the guy, but like, cause I think he's, he's done so many good things, but I mean, we talked a little bit about like Moose who was constantly like beating up on the Moonbirds when they were like running down. It's like, what are you doing? Like, like it was maybe funny the first time, maybe the second time by like the ninth engagement tweet in a row, 10th. And I, and I saw other, you know, people in the community and the pudgy saying like, yeah, man, these are hilarious. I love these things. And it's like, damn, like, we're just going to sit here and make fun of a community which has great members who are like, man, I'm going through it right now. And, and to me, like, that's a not any sort of way to act. And again, I'm not saying it's it's not all pudgy. It's certainly not all pudgy penguin holders. And, you know, Moose is a good guy as an example. So, like, I'm not certainly knocking on him individually. But, like, those things, it's like, be careful how you treat others. Be careful how you treat your own. Because we're allowed to have different opinions and different point of views, but like cell shaming someone who's like, this is awesome. I'm so grateful. I needed this. Thank God. Like, and then cell shaming them. It's like, I don't know, man. Like that's the sort of stuff that starts putting you in a bad spot. And I, I saw it with apes. I saw it with apes, right? I saw apes go through this sort of, you know, scenario where a lot of them ended up, you know, treating each other poorly. And we ended up having, you know, these infighting and, you know, you see it on the timeline, how we're just starting to recover from stuff like that. So just be careful. Pride comes before the fall and you don't want to be that community. And like, it's great to see people doing well, but like, man, like I totally agree with you, but I want to go to Von Fronten here because Von Fronten got up and I know he sometimes has a hard stop. So let's go Von Fronten first, get in here, GM, sir. Hey, GM, everybody. So it's, it's funny. Um, not funny, maybe coincidental. So the other night I was having a conversation with a friend of mine, you know, he's going through some like tough times and dealing with people he disagrees with as well. And we got talking about like, there's, you know, this quote who I, which I will butcher right now, but it's like, you know, the only thing necessary for evil to triumph is for good men to do nothing. Um, something like along those lines. It's like straight out of the daily stoic, I think. Um, it probably is. Cause I've been reading that um, daily now. Um, so the, the comment, and granted, that quote talks about far greater evils than JPEG, Twitter, timeline stuff. But the, the, the point is still the same. And what we, we kind of got talking about is like, look, when you're seeing something that you disagree with, whatever that is in whatever walk of life that you're in, you can kind of do you know, one of three things, right? You can ignore it, you can participate in it, or you can lead through it and counter it. And I think, and it was like that, that final point that we were trying to figure out how in his situation, can he kind of do that third thing? Um, I think that's what Cap is saying. I think that's what Riggs is um, doing, right? I think there are ways that you can go out here and 
like, yeah, ignoring it is fine, right? Ignoring it, you can choose not to have that energy in your life and that is okay, but it also is, you know, possibly not going to make it better. So if you want to see it get better, then you got to jump in and, find, you know, let call people out and let them know what's going on. Um, there's, you know, good ways, bad ways, in between ways to do that, but definitely do that. And um, I also want to say rigs, spicy rigs is the best way to start off my day. Um, maybe second only to, you know, the you know coffee with captain, but coffee with captain with a little bit of spicy rigs, absolutely how every day should start. Please, sir, get back on a spaces mic soon. We need more of this in our life. Um, and to round it all the way back to the cold open, youth baseball is fantastic because you get to sit there in the warm weather, eating hot dogs and watching baseball. I'm out. Man, I know it's not always warm weather. I grew up in the Midwest, too. We had some doubleheaders in snow. So uh, Florida baseball, on the other hand, I kid. Um, Steve, I'll let you take us through hands. I, I lost the order. I just wanted to double tap uh, on that thread of, that Riggs was, was referencing. Uh, Zinnica siding with Riggs here says, terrible take in quotes supposed to do has no effing business in crypto. And I agree. Like the whole freaking point is freedom to transact. Like to, to think that you can tell someone else or, or should have any ability to even have an opinion on what someone else does with their, their assets in this space is, is like, it's, it's ass backwards to me. It's you're wrong. You're, you're like, you don't have to agree with what they do with their assets, but to think you can like, have an opinion on what they do. It's, it's just, it's, it's, it's not it's your a asset. It's, like, it's go, like, it's, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. That's it. It's just, it's just, it's, it's probably the most irritating thing for me in the space is, is the cell, the cell shaming. I don't care if it's an asset. I don't care if it's tokens. It's no one ha like the guy didn't have to go on and say he's buying a car. He just said, I, he could have said, I, I took some gains. Like that's fine. The fact that he had in real life needs and he felt the, uh, like it's almost like I, I feel for the original poster. It's like this should have been a triumphant win. They should be ecstatic. And here they probably went to bed last night questioning themselves. Hopefully they didn't. Hopefully they realize that other people's opinions are just that and it shouldn't carry any bearing in, in how they feel about themselves or the decisions they make. But it's it's it really like I don't know the original poster, but it makes me it it, it upsets me that what should have been a tremendous W and, and celebrated for the, for them. It was, there was even a glimper, let alone, you know, half the comments being like, what are you doing? Like, it's just, I feel for that person. And that's don't make other feel don't, like, yeah, not forget, you know, stoicism or whatnot. Like, yeah. Do, 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 do good men have a duty to act? Sure. Good men, good women have a duty to act. Sure. I agree with that. But at the end of the day, like this, just don't be a jerk to other people. Don't, don't make others feel bad. And if you're, sell shaming them you're going to make them feel bad yeah I, I i agree and i also think it's like you know like you say like i don't think necessarily it's even about if they went to bed questioning themselves maybe they did maybe they didn't like hopefully they didn't but like you know to the point of like talking about communities did they go to bed questioning the community they're a part of you know i i mean it's certainly possible i i certainly would at that point you know and so i think like you know, it, people can be, it's just, it's, it's, it's such a crappy way to act and a crappy way to be. Um, and you know, I, I totally would, you know, say like that sort of stuff is like, it's also like an intimidation tactic, right? It's almost, it's, I don't want to say bullying. Cause that word gets thrown around a little too. No, I think, I think it is. No, I think it could call it, I think it, I think this is a form. This is like adult cyber bullying. Like I, what, if it's not, what is like, this is probably the worst form of cyber bullying because you are playing with someone's fight. Like they're, 
Yeah, I, I, I actually, I'll, I'll call it bullying. I, I think this is absolutely a form of online cyberbullying. Here's, here's the other thing, and I apologize to cut in, but I know, I know some of the people that are posting about this and, and talking shit. One of which ha- has said, you know, they're, they're so frustrated that they don't get access. The team doesn't respect them. Blah blah blah. Don't do this shit. Don't do this. It's it's like yeah. Speaking about having a duty, I I think if I'm a team, I, I would you know, you have a duty to distance yourself from those community members that you may not agree with how their their actions. Yeah, it's it's. I mean, it's a tough one, and it's like that. There is. I've had this conversation recently about how communities can and should set the tone. Um, and, and like I've had, it's a weird conversation where it's like, how do you decide how you're going to react to something like this as a team? Because it's hard. On one hand, it's a community member. On the other hand, like sort of the other behavior seems poor. And so it's, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a tough one. And like, again, like, I don't know, like for, so, like, for some reason, the bully, bullying seems like a strong word to me just based on how it's used. But like, and, and I understand the perspective that it is. But I guess to me, I look at it as a, again, if nothing else, I look at it as a form of intimidation to be like, hey, just know if you sell in this community, that's why I say intimidation versus bullying. It's almost a statement of saying, if you own a pudgy penguin and you sell your airdrops, we're coming for you. So you better, you know, either keep it shut so we keep getting these things or you better not do it at all is what I'm hearing from that if I'm if I'm somebody who's reading it from the outside looking in. So I don't know. Agree with the take so far. Um, Want to go to Isaiah and then um, I think let's go Isaiah, Ben, and then Joe in that order because I think it's the order they came up. Then we'll go back to Tiro. Tiro's been up here for a minute but uh, got in earlier on a couple things. So we'll go Isaiah first. Uh, get in here, GM. Mr. Steve, Mr. Cap, thank you for having me. Appreciate the conversation as always. If you haven't liked and retweeted the room yet, please do. Uh, I'll keep it super brief because you all have made some incredible points already. Uh, What inspired me to jump up here was just to kind of share the flip side of the self-shaming part. So I agree with like a lot of what was said up here, most of it. And and one of those things is when Rick said that it should be fun. And I gotta, you gotta be honest, man. And sometimes it's fun to sell shame the homies. I'm not gonna lie. Sometimes it's fun to be sell shamed by the homies. Sometimes it's fun to be called the G. This ain't, this ain't it though. No, I would add, if they're truly homies, if they're, if they're some of your best friends. Cap, hold on, let me finish. Let me finish. I think this is the punchline. I think the punchline is balance. Exactly what you're saying. Balance. Riggs, I listened to exactly what you just said. That engagement, back and forth. That wasn't the right balance. That's like, that's not fun. That's, that's more on the bullying, intimidation side. You're just protecting your bags. You're mad at somebody else protecting their bags uh, when you're literally just protecting your bags. That's not fun. So I, I just wanted to come up here just to highlight. I don't think self-shaming is inherently negative in itself. I think like most things, it's intention and balance. And I think if we just say self-shaming is bad, uh, we're leaving you know, some of that benefit off the table. And I'll say one more thing. I think it really clicked for me when I went to Art Basel and I met Wob for the first time and Wob called me a paper hands. <laughs> and I thought it was the funniest thing in the world. And to this day, I remember this story and I tell people and, and it's like a funny thing that me and Wob remember of like him calling me a paper hands. And I, we've talked about it since. And I'm like, dude, what's up? He's like, yeah, he's like, I actually think communities need to have some kind of self-shaming kind of mechanism. It's like, it has to be fun, but, you know, there has to be that kind of cultish energy or f- for you to kind of really, and these are my own words, but 
uh, for you to kind of reach those those high highs. So just the thought kind of showing the flip side, but really, really enjoying the conversation. I think there is a balance. Like it's, I think if it's shot busting, it's, it's one thing, I guess, like where it's like, you know, like what you described, but to your point, like if it becomes intimidation or, you know, with us or against it, floor it, you only hold a diamond hand, like, you know, that that's where it becomes dangerous. So I think it's, it's a, it's a balance for sure, but that would be sort of my, my take on that. Um, yeah, and I, I'd say real quick, just the final point is like, I think a big problem in this space is, is too many people, two things is one, too many people telling other people what they should and shouldn't do, whether it be with their money or whatever, their time, their energy. And then number two is, is people putting too much weight on other people, uh, trying to tell them what to do with their time or energy. So I think if we, if we focus on those problems, uh, a lot of this will kind of take care of itself. Yeah, it, it, I think it's important to also, yeah, to that point, like be kind, it, be kind yeah. to other people. Yeah, definitely. Let's um, let's go, Ben, and then we'll go Joe, and then we'll get T Row in here as well. GM, GM, guys, thanks for having me here. Amazing convos as always, and yeah, I, I was honestly cited on the first perspective presented here against self shaming. I actually appreciate what uh, Gambler is saying because. Yeah, there is a quote-unquote fun side to it, but yeah, when done responsibly, as Captain was referring with friends, like at times me and my friends joke with each other for paper handing a certain project. Like, like I'll, I'll sell shame the shit out of Steve, <laughs> but if 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 a stranger attempts to sell shame him, I will come for them. A hundred percent, man. A hundred percent. And I think I think that's the the key balance here, right? There there are certain things that. People need to understand that, yes, these things can be shared amongst people, but whether it is uh, crypto or something else in life, uh, there is a limit to what we can tell somebody that we are not so close with. All right. So I think just because we are JPEGs here on the Internet and stuff like that, people cannot forget there are feelings behind these JPEGs and these voices, you know. So, yeah, I honestly think. Uh, that cell shaming is overall bad and why I must I'm, I'll stick with that side of this discussion because I think we are on the extreme side of it right now where we've normalized too much cell shaming to the extent that cell shamers like uh, get away with it too easily you know so I, I think Riggs made some banger points in the beginning of the show I love the energy they're, they're now in discord saying that people are fucking scum for not coming in discord and handling this conversation so I just told him come up on stage on coffee with captain let's fucking have it out let's go on <laughs> god man like a hundred percent so yes I, I don't think self-shaming is good and what I appreciate the most out of this convo it is like uh, you guys having these convos because like you guys are respected people in our ecosystem. You've seen it uh, grow. So like when it comes from people uh, like you guys having this convo on these stages, I think it's it sets an interesting precedence to those that now feel more at ease to go out and say, hey, man, you may not be happy with this, but don't come at this person at least not on this way, you know? And I think this is the bigger value that comes out of conversations like this because going into the next bull, we should not have as many problems as we had in the previous bull. And I think these conversations are what paved the way for that. Appreciate that. And, and I think that that's, you know, again, the, the, the idea of, of what people are doing like is, is 
you want to make sure like people in your community feel comfortable being in it. And if, if, if the, if the sort of culture of that community is, you know, don't sell and, you know, only diamond hand, like that's not where a lot of people, and there should be people who are excited about that. But like, I don't know, like, you know, as an example, someone who I respect a lot in the board ecosystem is Phil. Phil is not going to sell shame me for selling. He's going to be shouting to the moon about his diamond hands and what he's doing and how he loves the board API club. And that's awesome. Like, that's why he's running for co-lead of the council, right? Because he cares that much, but he doesn't force that on me as to say, you also have to think this too. And so I think it's important to, you know, realize that, you know, you can put your community in a bad spot if the culture starts to shift and like, it can happen where people just want to protect their investments or the community shifts as the price goes up because the people buying have a different perspective. There's so many things that can happen that lead to this. But I don't know, to me, it's like, I just, I don't have time for, you know, I, I, I have been, I have been sell shamed and like your point about people saying stuff online and the way they do it, it's like, you know, and, and words mattering, like to your point about like pushing back on them, you know, like we've talked about it on this stage, like I've blocked people because they were jerks to me. I had somebody join uh, a discord that I was in and they were like, Hey man, can you unblock me? You know, I said something to you. I didn't think it was that bad. You don't get to fucking decide what's that bad to me. You don't get to decide what is that bad that you said to me that made me decide that you weren't worth, you know, having in my, on my timeline, if you're coming in and trolling me and saying terrible things, like when I meet people in, in person and they say like, oh yeah, you blocked me or you muted me or I feel like, or, you know, oh, you never reply to me anymore. And like, oh, I was just joking or whatever. It's like, I, I understand that we talk every day and people feel like they know us, but like cap busting my chops is different than a person who I don't know busting my chops or a person I'm not friendly with. It's not to say we can't joke around or have good hearted fun, but there are people who have been downright nasty who are then in caps DMS asking me to unblock them. And it's like, well, no, you, you question my integrity because we talked about Gary Vaynerchuk on the show that gets, I'm but sorry. Steve, like Steve real quick. Is that cell shaming is bad or is that people are assholes? Right. It's, I mean, it's, but it's, it's, it's both. And I think cell shavers are assholes, but like, I think it's both. Um, yeah, I, think it's, I, I think, I think you're, you're going to find a lot of common out, like common denominators there. I think a lot of cell shamers are probably assholes. Like I, I, I think it is cap. You're not an asshole when you cell shame Steve, you're a friend. So that's not cell shaming. It's just people being assholes. That, that's how I see it. I don't know. Yeah. No, I mean, but, I th- oh, good. No, real quick to to Steve's point though, like yeah, man, like I, I think I think then people need to understand exactly what you say. Like we don't know each other like that, so it's not cool to come around and just because you believe personally that Gary V is not a good actor, then you come out and you you attack people that support Gary V. I don't think that's the right way. That's maybe just like basketball teams, you know, maybe I like the Lakers and you don't. And you, you know what I mean? Now you call me names for supporting the Lakers, something like that, you know? So I, I think that part is is beyond like self-shaming is definitely being an asshole and intolerant above all. But I think, yes, the self-shaming conversation helps us spot these behavior. Because like if it was Web 2 and people were in a company face to face, I bet most of these people wouldn't have this behavior, right? So yeah, I think regardless if self-shaming in itself can uh, can be... <laughs> done in a not so bad way you know in a jokingly way i i think we should not excuse the conversation either ways you know because like otherwise it will sound like hey there are some self shaming that is okay like and these guys are just dunking each other on the timeline and and that's a bit wild i don't know 
Yeah, I, and I think there's also like the nuance, and that's why I don't even know if it's like I think it's a good conversation, but like I think the nuance of like, you know, like some people are just friends and can joke around with each other. That's okay. Like, I mean, it's like you know, like when we're on the the mink, uh, or I almost said mink condition, we we're a midnight crisis. And Warp Joe, like, cut off Chamber and said, I just heard you justify shoplifting, let me finish. Like, when there was, like, and then the context of the conversation is funny. Like, that's very different where everyone's, like, laughing and being like, yep, good joke, got him, whatever, versus, like, I mean, context matters, intent matters. And in this sense, the fact that the intent was to intimidate and effectively tell him, like, this is not what we do in this community or you don't belong here, that's where I see a problem. Um Warp Joe, I want to let you get in here, though. I just I just evoked you. Uh, go ahead and get in here, GM, sir. You're good, buddy. Fuck, I love Chamber. Um, ben, uh, Chamber and I got your back on any Laker arguments. So just drop in the DMs, and we'll go argue with anybody over the Lakers, uh, including Steve. Um, I think the most important thing right now is for everybody with a ape or a mutant or married to Steve to write your cell shame tweets right now put them into the drafts so when steve sells anything we can shame the fuck out of him um that's the most important thing we've learned this morning but um i think first i think what cap and and you were arguing or not arguing talking about when it comes to blocking and muting is two different things right like you tend to get into uh arguments with people who are coming at you in a dishonest manner with their point and after a while of entertaining that you put them on mute or block them which is different from just blocking people whose opinions you don't like uh because you don't want to see their their shit so like block people who are fucking dicks to you personally because it's just not worth the time or put them onto a list and mute them so you can just go over there and be like oh the dick's still here but um don't mute people who you just don't like in your community because you need to see how terrible some people are but um I kind of have a tendency, people think, I don't know why, uh, to go after people. Um, so I decided to come up because some of you are virgins at this, and uh, I feel like you might need a, a little bit of assistance. So if you don't mind, let me give you some quick pointers that I've learned, uh, because Twitter is a different place than anywhere else. So um, don't argue on logic. These are results guaranteed, by the way. We won't give any financial advice, but if you're looking to hone your craft at this, uh, I, I like cap. I, I know of one particular ind individual that I think has created no less than a dozen alt accounts and, and won't stop DMing Joe because he's, he's got in his head that much. Sorry, back to you, sir. No, you are. You are right. And there's one other individual who's down a half million last year because of a tweet that was extremely justified outlining his criminal history. So um, but, you know, we win together. So here's the thing. OK, first of all, don't try to argue on logic. This is all passion and emotion driven. Okay, you are not going to win an argument with a charged up emotional person by pointing out to them flaws in their logic. It just don't work that way. Your job is to, like me and Steve sometimes jab each other on the stage for fun. Your job is to do that and dunk on them hard. But the thing you want to do is this, okay? Never post a group chat screenshot, but take pictures of the dumbest people in the group chat and put that into the file for them. Because you can then DM them and be like, look, man, this is how you behave, okay? Like you, you need to tamper that shit down. The other thing is don't post private DM chat pictures, but take pictures. Because after a while, what you find is that most of these people will say one thing in a group chat, they'll say another thing in a private DM to you, and then they'll say a third thing on the timeline. 
And if you put all three of those together and you send it to them and you say, you have a pattern of not being an honest person and I will fucking put this on a thread and show everybody your ass. So stop doing that. Don't do that. That's bad. Or everybody's going to see what you actually look like. And it has a very um, powerful reaction where they get a little bit mad, but then they realize like, oh shit, I'm getting called out on being a total dick. So that's the, that's the first thing. Second thing is if you are responding directly in replies, you're going to lose. You need to actually retweet and quote tweet the assholes because you need to not have 15 people see it. You need to have 10,000 people see it and be like, that guy's a fucking idiot. And let me tell you why he's an idiot. And before you reply to it, take a picture of it because once the idiot realizes he's about to get dunked on, he's going to delete. And then you got people going like, what the hell happened, Joe? How come I, I don't see it? And you go, hold on, let me just DM that to you. So those are a couple of things. Don't argue on logic. Take screenshots, but don't share them. Take screenshots of whatever shit you got to fucking reply back to and be off and running and dunk hard the first time. You want to fucking shack them. Slam that ball down, throw your nuts in their face, and then walk away. Give it a push, break the backboard, the whole nine yards. Um, the whole thing, buddy. I would say this, like, and again, this is like, this will give you the other end of the perspective, same but different, because I know Joe obviously has a, a little bit of a different style for me, obviously. I think one, for me personally, um, you know, like, I think the first part you said, I think it's actually very fair, particularly if it's a friend, and I've done this with friends, is I hold up a mirror to them, so to speak, where I'm like, they're maybe saying one thing and doing something else, and I'm like, look, like, this is what you're saying, and this is how it's perceived, and this is where the differentiation is. Um, you know, Joe, I specific scenario, I can actually think of at least one person where he's used that scenario and it's been, it's been, it's been good. And he's better at that than me. Um, but like, I think one holding up a mirror to somebody who's being a jerk is, is a powerful tool. I think number two, like the reason why I tend to not retweet is uh, to your point about like getting in the replies. I actually had one the other day. I talked about it on this show, but I specifically, deleted a uh, reply I had to someone where I was kind of going at them. And I, I specifically deleted the reply and I basically just blocked them because I realized like, it's that classic thing, like don't argue with an idiot or else people are going to have, uh, you know, sort of a hard time telling who's who. Right. Um, and so I, I kind of had that uh, realization a little bit as I was, um, as I was going through this argument. And also like, Again, like this is probably the wrong logic by a lot of people. The reason I don't quote tweet as much or screenshot or retweet is I'm not trying to publicly embarrass someone or put someone in a bad spot because hurt people hurt people. And I tend to think that a lot of people who are in a bad spot already who are like coming at me in a weird sideways manner and a lot of people who don't have context for sort of my background or, or what I care about and, and what I care about in the space. A lot of people see an 8 PFP and they're like, you're a grifter, scammer, floor pumper, pump and dumper, which is like you know, couldn't be further from the truth. Right. And so I tend to not do it because I just don't want to embarrass someone publicly, even though I am frustrated with what they've done. I would rather not put them in a bad spot because I don't know, like I don't see it as a valuable use of, of my time to use, but I understand why people do. It's just, it's never been my style. Maybe I'm too empathetic. Maybe I care too much about people who just want to like argue and, and say nasty things to me. But it's sort of been my style. So I think there's different ways to approach it, but I don't think it's bad to... I do have screenshots I've kept, though, from people, specifically even people I've blocked, because if they do come to unblock me or want to talk about the context of what they said and they've deleted it, I want to be clear, like, look, this is why you are blocked. 
And I am not changing my opinion here because it was very nasty. And like, I believe people can change, but there's a pattern of behavior that's worth keeping track of. So if I can um, say real quick, don't try to win the first minute of a tweet, right? Like, even if you know you're right, that's where you're emotional, right? The first thing I do when I see something that pisses me off is I write my response and then I walk the fuck away from the device. And I just let it sit there and I see how other people respond to it because people make mistakes. But if there's a person who's literally put out something that's absolute garbage and six, 10, 15 people have said, dude, like you're wrong here. And they're arguing their point on how right they are. I'm going to fucking dunk on that person, but I'm not going to dunk on them in replies because it's not going anywhere. So I'm just like, wait, like I'm just adding to the noise. I'm going to put you on my page and be like, look at this motherfucker right here. Like, this is bad behavior, people. Let's not do this, you know? And that's how, like, I almost quote tweet nobody. But if I'm going to quote tweet you, it's because you did something really cool or you're an absolute fucking prick. Um, the other thing that I would say is this app needs to add a note to blocks and mutes. Because I need to be able to, like, I have to keep a spreadsheet sometimes because people change their goddamn names and then they'll come back at me and they'll be like, oh, why'd you block me? And I'm just like, oh, shit, now I'm going to fucking try to remember which asshole you are. So if, any, if anybody has access to Elon, add a note so I can write in, oh, you did an anti-Semitic on the stage. That way, when I go back and I look, I go, oh, yeah, see, you're the anti-Semitic guy. That's how I blocked you. This is, first of all, there's two things. It's alpha to say, like, when you're replying to someone, give it a pause, right? And think about what you're doing first. Like, I do this all the time where I'm, like, if, if like, I, I don't have, like, I ended up deleting a bunch of them. I went through and, like, cleansed it. But, like, if I, I had this, like, nightmare that, like, X, like, at one point, like, un, like, accidentally, like, released all your draft tweets. And I was just mortified because, like, my draft tweets would be like, reply, cancel, save. Okay, felt good to write that down. Now I'm no longer thinking about that conversation. And that was something that I didn't want to say. And, and in reality, there was not a lot of value in responding. Um, but like, one, taking a beat is important. But two, this notes thing is alpha, actually. Because, I, or, or a good suggestion, I should say. Because like, I, when I used to play online poker back in the day to actually pay my bills, I had notes on every single person I played in poker online because I would know what type of player they were and it would actually help me be better at my job. So being able to do that would be helped me be better at my job here. If I could leave notes on like what people said and what people did on their accounts. I actually think that's, I think that's a great idea. Thank you, sir. Um, you can move on to hands, but um, that's advice from somebody who does this for fun. So thanks. A professional Joe is a professional Steve, quick, that. quick, quick reset. And then I'll let you take us through hands here. Uh, again, GM everyone, thanks for joining us this morning. We, if you're new, we do run this back every Monday through Friday at 8 a.m. Eastern time. We will be back Monday and a full week next week. This past Monday was a marathon show, which I alluded to earlier, led to many, many discussions, many conversations. I do want to give some credit. One of the discussions on Monday was Yuka was getting give, given a hard time over not being at the conferences. I, I pushed back and said, actually, I believe that's exactly what they are going to do this year based on the feedback they received. And I, I said, actually, I said Paris is probably out due to the quick turn, but I was incorrect. They actually are going to be at NFT Paris, both February 23rd and 24th. For anyone that will be attending, there's two full days worth of events, uh, Yuga-related Yuga events, uh, community-related events in Paris. 
Uh, and then in addition to that, there was this, you know, this conversation at airdrops this week. We'd mentioned on here that, you know, that we, we saw some apes getting frustrated that they weren't getting the dimension airdrop we've been talking about this morning. My understanding, it was a, an OG pudgy that was the you know, founder on that dimension team. Of course, they're going to reward their, their community members. Yuga, I, 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 I saw Drew Austin, who I respect, said something yesterday like, if I was Yuga, I would, have, I would be searching for these airdrops for punk holders. And that actually was met with a lot of pushback. Punk holders say, no, we, we don't want Yuga doing this. I replied and said, I don't think they can or, or, or probably being advised not to while they have an ongoing investigation and probe from the SEC. The, 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 the community airdrops need to be just that. They need to be community-led, not project-led. And, and then a community activates around it. And, and I, some would push back at this. Maybe there are some that are a little more comfortable pushing the, the unknown or the, the gray area, the envelope, whatever you want to call it. But the, the TLDR is Neon, a, uh, a longtime community member, uh, sent out a post yesterday as your CAO, Chief Airdrop Officer, uh, made some large steps in, in securing some partnerships for upcoming airdrops, launched a token data Discord, which already has, I think, closing in on 500 verified members in the Discord. Surprisingly, Steve, we saw a, a Yuga, or, or I don't know, if it, I think it was the Board Ape Yacht Club account, retweet that. Well, I, was, I was really surprised to see that retweet. Uh, but nevertheless, some serious, serious momentum this week. Uh, we've been talking about the, the Welcome Committee, which I've been thoroughly enjoying, uh, the, the Airdrop Committee, another one. And I, and I share all this because... And I know I'm just one person. It's just my personal feelings and my opinion. But the can I share this? Yeah, one minute. The rigs. The what I would say is don't floor your pudgy. Things things change. It, one, two, even a handful of bad actors does not make a club. Does not make a community. And and you're a leader. Like have some of those conversations. If a week from now you still feel it's not a community you want to be a part of, sure thing. But I think same thing as Joe was talking about with the. You know, don't send that that angry tweet or emotional tweet or that that nasty email. I've I've sent a few, at least one in particular. I will forever remember a six figure email. I sent an angry email, and um, led to a lot of back and forth, and ended up cost me low six figures. It, it, whereas I just would have slept on it, I move on, and 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 I I get slighted, but it doesn't cost me. It it doesn't cost me. So I think that whether it's a tweet response or an email or or leaving a community, I I, I think take a deep breath and, and, and know that just a few don't make the club. That said, if, if neon has some success here and we start seeing a bunch of airdrops for apes and then apes start, start self shaming other apes for getting this free airdrop, I, I will take some inspiration from rigs here and I will be supporting all those that get shamed for selling in this space. I, I think it's a, for me, I, I I'm probably going to be much more towards the rig side of the spectrum here and, and it's almost like a zero tolerance approach for me. I just I think it's completely unacceptable. It's 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 disgusting. I, I don't even know the right adjective or word for it. It's just really. Whereas, like, I, I feel the the welcome committee, welcome apes, the like the neon taking this lead on airdrops. Like, this is the ethos of Web three. Shaming people or making people feel bad for wins is 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 one of the most anti Web three, the one of the most anti crypto things I've heard. And uh, I, I think back to. Uh, to Von Frutten's earlier quote, it's like, you know, sometimes it, it is, it, you have somewhat of a responsibility or somewhat of a duty, especially those of us like myself that have a little bit of a platform and a voice. Like I, I will, I'm making a, a, a vow here, Steve, to speak up and not just mute everyone who is being a uh, less than ideal community member on the timeline. 
Well, and the other thing I'll say about it, first of all, great points on, I, I know I dropped it in as, as much as we've been critical of you on the show and I've asked questions. And by the way, Cap, as a side note, I listened to the intro pain put into our podcast earlier this week. I hadn't gotten a chance to yet. To your point, I did not realize how spicy we got at each other. It's very funny. And I get why people were now in my DMs being like, Dude, you and Cap actually argued about something. That's hilarious. So really good job by Payne on that it, one. It, we probably crossed over the threshold of, of disagreeing without being disagreeable. We might have got a tad disagreeable there. I did not realize it either. Like, I actually, like, my jaw dropped when I heard the playback, that intro to that, that I'll, I'll go drop it up above anyone hasn't caught it yet. I was like, was that really us? Did that seem extremely spicy? Because I was listening to 2X. Because I, I, like, I truly did not remember things getting that, that, uh, the temperature raising quite that much. But yeah. It was uh, it was a good clip for sure. Well, and neither of us felt bad about it, which kind of almost proves the point this morning we're making about like the context of a human and how they are, you know, doing things matters because, you know, Cap and I at no point had ill will or were upset at each other during that conversation. Then I listened back. I'm like, if somebody listens to this, they probably think we hate each other. Um, so anyway, great intro on there. But here's the other thing I'll say about what you said. One. Oh, great call out because I saw the events this morning that apes are promoting. I saw the board of Yacht Club retweet the airdrop thing. I saw Neon taking the lead in the airdrop. I saw the community taking the lead on the welcome committee. Feels very good for apes right now and how they're approaching things. And I think the approach that came from the Yuga team was really good as they're starting to move towards that. And the community is responding. Like, I think there is a very, very tight handshake relationship here between the two. The fact that we felt like Yuga wasn't kind of feeding the club. And then they started feeding the club a little bit. And then we had a really big discussion and we realized there's dual accountability. You know, I won't say who I have a DM from. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. To your point, I've engaged with more Yuga employees directly, either in a group chat in a DM in a conversation this week than, than any other week in the three years I've been in the club. And, and it's because it's because it's not because of they're reaching out to me, Steve. It's, Myself with a with a with about fifty other individuals, we took some initiative, and this is what gives me chills thinking about this is Web three. We're not asking Yuga to to do anything for us, but they are there with open arms to support us. It's like, oh, you guys, they're they're working with us and doing everything they can that they're enabled to do to to give us what we need, whether it's a a, a new channel in the Discord or it's just like the support the the proactive support that we're receiving from the Yuga team after a few of us decided to take a little bit of initiative is I, I there's no, I couldn't ask for anymore. I, I get their meeting slash exceeding all my expect expectations on that front and like to land it, give it back to you here. It's like, like if you, and I said it earlier, like earlier this week, it's like, well, maybe, maybe I am just in a position of privilege. I can DM one of these team members and they'll get back to me. Maybe I'm still wrong, but I, mean, I, I just I, I feel pretty strongly that if you actually get involved and you're active, whether it's in the Discord, and and I, I do think there is there is a lot of activity in the Discord for the team that doesn't necessarily translate onto this app. And my my point is like I just if if you're going to get involved in any of these community initiatives, you I I I think I would be shocked if you're not receiving the support and engagement from them. Maybe it always hasn't been that way, but but this week has been has been pretty impressive. Well, that's, I guess that's the point that I was going to make is that I think the thing that changed, at least from where I stand, and I'm not saying necessarily, maybe I'm wrong, maybe I'm just like viewing it wrong and it's not, wasn't this way, is I think part of the beef was that people were doing things and felt like the team didn't care and wasn't listening. And I think the team is more active in hearing that and getting more involved now. Like, I don't think 
a year ago, if this same week happened with the allow list, they would have been like, we can't retweet that regulatory, this, that, and the other. I think if the same thing happens with community welcome committees, and I can't think of specific initiatives off the top of my head, but I know that there are, you know, Yuga people who will Yuga assets who have done things community-based that weren't getting that same love that now feels like it. So I want to give the team credit. This is not meant to be a knock on what they were doing. This means to be credit going forward. We've asked for events. We're getting events. We've asked for more involvement. We're getting more involvement. I think this is a direct result on both ends. And I was going to say, I have a DM and I don't want to say exactly where from, but like there is a, uh, in, there is a, in, in a, a, you know, leader at one of the major brands and one of my first DMs with them, I put out a, a long tweet about this is where I think that the team can take accountability. This is where I think the community can take accountability. It's on both ends. It's not a PVP play here. And they actually DM me and said, the point about both sides is fair. We could do a better job here, but transparently our community is not helping us at all. And so I think like it's a two-way relationship, but I think you go listening and saying like, this is what you want and getting the response in and then us, you know, responding in kind. Cause like what happened? We had the conversation. We took initiative. You like, okay, they had the tough conversation. We, a lot of apes agreed and needed, said we needed to hear that. We hear it. Now we're involved with this. Now we have welcome community. Now we have lawless. Now we have events. Now we're starting to see what's coming to fruition. And so I think my gut feeling as someone who's been in this journey since the beginning is part of what it was, was we felt like maybe we were shouting into a void. And again, the, the term I've heard in my DMs from multiple people is that Yuga was taking the community for granted. I don't know if that's the case or not, but it felt like, you know what? Like community's doing stuff and we're not getting as much love back. We're getting a little love back. And I think the community's 10xing back to them. And I think Yuga's 10x. And I, again, I want to say the account, I want to be clear about this. This is not a critique of Yuga. This is a both ends thing where the community, I said it on this stage, got lazy and got complacent. And that's a problem too. So I think like it's on a both ends accountability, but I th the fact that we're getting the response from Yuga and the community's responding, this is when you start that circle of people who are like, okay, let's kind of keep that energy going. So I think that that's a positive thing. So to the flip side, and then I'll throw it back to Joe. One thing I want to say though, to your point is community can go the other way too. We're having a conversation. Like we have limited, um, you know, uh, we've limited like characters on the title of our space. You know, we got screenshotted by people. When we had a space that said, is Yuga Labs out of touch or something to something to that, that effect? Because that's what the discussion we were having. That was the title of our space. A few thousand people go through. That's the title of the show. Like people screenshot it. Oh my God, the apes are getting cranky, whatever. Now the title of our show is Puzzy Penguin Cell Shaming because of this conversation. Because it wasn't just one individual. It was multiple individuals that supported. This is what happens when you have brand reputation issues. We're not doing it as clickbait. It's the title of the show and it's what we're talking about. And like, it's not meant to be a knock on pudgy penguins as a whole, but hearing it is, is driving a larger conversation. And so, you know, when you talk about bad apples spoiling the bunch, it's like, you know, when, when, when it was the, you know, you know, if you don't have a hundred thousand dollar PFP, don't talk to me thing. What did that do? It became the titles of spaces. It became the titles of tweets and it became something a were known for. And so it does just go to show the importance of like what rigs and some other people are doing and responding if your reputation is you kind of let this slide and you have people who agree with you, well, then people are going to talk about it on things like this. And that is sort of the water cooler discussion. And if you have people who go the other way, well, then, you you know, the title would be like Pudgy Penguins defense cell shaming, right? So there's a difference in how this thing can go down. But I actually want to go to Joe flew back up here and flew his hand. So I'm going to go to Joe. Then we'll go to T-Row. Then we'll go to CVTV. Joe, go ahead and get back in here. Yeah, I just like, so I, I told you guys how to go after people. Um, I just want to make sure that 
like we don't want our communities to be like homogenous. Like it gets boring if everybody is just the same, right? Like rivalries help build brands, right? Board Apes benefited from being in a rivalry with punks, right? Pudgies have a, a, a rivalry with apes right now. Like rivalry helps. And if you follow, you know, football or my timeline, like, you know, I hate Tottenham. They've never done anything to me. They suck, but I hate them. Rivalry helps. And within my own, like my best communities I belong to are around my football club because my football club has 130 years of history and we all don't agree on what it should be doing, but we have these really nice conversations. But when somebody comes in with a take that is just absolute hot trash garbage, even those of us who disagree with each other know to all jump on that person. So we have our internal rivalries, which keep us interested when there's no football or whatever. But we also all kind of have a barrier where we go like, that's out of bounds, dude. Like, that is not cool. So, like, let's not make it homogenous, but, like, let's, like, there's barriers. And you don't tell somebody you're not allowed to do something for yourself with this thing that you own. Because that's just outside the box. But... You know, if somebody uh, is like, hey, my, my trait's the best trait, fuck you. Or um, they should really have the party this year in New York because it's close to my house uh, and I don't want to fly to Hong Kong. That's a good argument to have. Let's not block that person. Um, but like, let's block the, or not block, but let's argue with the people who fall outside of that rivalry bound. That's how I look at it. Thanks. This is a good point because it's, it's almost a microcosm of what me and Cap do, right? Me and Cap will argue you know, till we're blue in the face about certain Yuga things and Board Ape Yacht Club things, and it's not about that. Or even to you set your point about the friendly rivalry, I mean, you know, like like in the, um, you know, in the uh, Doodles community, it's like, you know, Austin is a pink background maxi, and, like, people will argue with Austin about, like, how terrible it is, even though he's, like, on the team, right? It's sort of a fun rivalry that they have, which I think is, is totally fair, right? And I think, like, those sorts of things, it's like Austin went on some dating show thing, and it's like, Ask her if she likes pink backgrounds and if so, dump her or something. It's like, those are funny to me. So I think there are, to your point, I have had gotten blue in the face arguments about, like, I've talked to V Squared, our buddy, about Ryan Day and how I feel about him as Ohio State football coach. I don't think he's, you know, I think he's he's, he's made the team. I've watched old clips. I think he's made the team soft uh, comparatively. And he gets mad about that, but that's sort of what they come across. And they've been bullied by Michigan and other teams the past few years. He disagrees because he sees the record and how he's done. And we both have fair points. Neither of us are necessarily right. We're both probably wrong on some degree. But we can argue about that. But when it comes time and they lace up against Michigan, we're both shouting in the same direction. And I think that stuff's important. And I think how we do things matters versus like, you know, if somebody says something, you know, blatantly over the line and offensive related to Ohio State football, who's a fan, we're all going to call that person out. So I think that's important in communities. I won't take us off the rails, but shocking we haven't had the Chip Kelly conversation on here yet. Ooh, yeah. Well, I mean, again, we won't go down too far off the rails, but the the problems aren't aren't necessarily – I know the offense sucked last year to some degree, but the problems aren't necessarily the offense. The problem is – I have I have larger thoughts on that, but we can get into that at some point. But I want to go to T-Row. T-Row's been waiting again to get back in here for a while before we go to CV. So we're going to go to T-Row. Go ahead and get back in here, Sir GM, again. <laughs> GM Steve, uh, talking about shell cell shaming and uh, on this topic, there's a lot of different things that bother me um, with Riggs, you know, not even selling his main asset. He's selling an airdrop that he had because he was a part of that community is absolutely 
insanity. Um, and who cares what he's selling um, that for, whether it be a car, it could be. Uh, I didn't sell it to be clear. Other people did. Uh, okay. I'm the, I'm the dumbass that's probably holding this thing and riding it again. But uh, you know, uh, it is what it is. I'm just protecting others if they want to sell it and sure. celebrate. So hundred percent. And I've seen it um, as I do spaces with a, a number of communities now. And even when I, when I change my PFP, it's like the shaming that goes on with that. It's like, well, I'm uh, a community leader or a community member that's running a spaces and I can't change my PFP. Like who cares? We all own multiple NFTs. Everyone knows this. Um, and most of the time I'm not even rocking my most expensive or most glorious one. I hold a doodle um, that I bought a week and a half ago and that thing's worth a lot. And I'm really excited about, uh, the, the whole, uh, doodles team and what they've been providing with Julian and Austin and everything like that. But like the shaming needs to stop. Like everyone knows that we hold multiple PFPs and you shouldn't be judged for being able to be, be a switcher, or a, 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 uh, someone that's a turncoat or say anything like that. It's just absolutely ridiculous. And uh, we just, I think we just need to calm down, um, Take a take a zoom out and, and look at ourselves as as community members and make sure that we're supporting people that are loyal. But um, at the same time, we're all trying to make money. Um, there shouldn't be the shaming um, of, of of selling. And, and if and if there are selling things, maybe the the community can you know buy a, 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 an item off someone and hold it for them until maybe they can you know as almost alone, or, you know, if you're that close with the community and, you know, you know them for a long time, obviously uh, do your own research and um, be safe and security uh, is, is vital and key. But, you know, that's just what I have to say. Uh, the shaming in general is, is, is if you know the person, great. If you don't know the person, shut your mouth um, because you're, you're stepping in a territory. You have no idea um, if that person is uh, connected or, um, involved in other projects and communities and what's wrong with that. Right. Yeah, no, it's, it's fair. And I think your personal experience is one that's totally fair to share as well. In that instance where it's like, you know, you've seen this where it's like, I occasionally would try on other PFPs and people would like, you know, be, you know, I have gotten like back in the day when it was easy to do, like, like, Oh, like what's with that PFP or what's with that PFP. And it's like, I don't know. Like I identify with a lot of communities that I really like. And I think that that's an okay thing to say that you're part of other communities and you support them. And, um, you know, it doesn't mean that, you know, people change their PFP forever. It doesn't mean that people are changing their PFP temporary. So that's another one that comes up. That's a weird one. It's like the, and again, it's, I get people are like, it's, is it, is it like changing and rooting for another team? Like, I don't really look at it that way, but I guess some people might, but I don't know. Like I, there's a lot of stuff that goes along with like these, you know, communities that, you know, can throw people off and be like, you know, like, like, you know, if you change your PFP and somebody shames you about it, you've been a good community member for that, you know, group. It's a weird move, you know, to some degree and be like, yeah, you know what? Like you're changing your PFP. We don't fuck with you anymore. And it's like, but I've been so good for so long to this community. It's like too bad. So I don't think like you should get that shit T-Row, uh, especially, but, uh, it's another one that goes in. That's a whole nother, uh, interesting topic of discussion, but, um, Let's go ahead and throw it to CV, and then we'll go to Vicky. All right, yeah. Thanks for uh, letting me talk for a minute. I want to just share, like, from an external perspective on the lower side of stuff, when you see, like, these big airdrops and stuff that happen and people sell off and you start to see this 
the self shaming really started to occur for this kind of stuff. It's actually a huge turnoff for anyone on the outside of the community looking in because the reality is the vast majority of people who are looking to get into these projects, they're either looking to get in because they want to be a part of the community because they want to grow or they're looking at it for profit. And when you're self-shaming, you're really selling down the community's value because you're basically putting the worst face of that community at the forefront. So basically by self-shaming, you're literally dumping Oh shit, I didn't mean to mute you. I was trying to clap. I'm sorry, get back in here. I was literally hitting the clap button and the mute button is right by the clap on the thing. It's, I'm so sorry. It's a sign of endearment coming from Steve. He only does it's it. All, it's all good. It's all good. I was just saying like, it's it's you're really just dumping on your own bags when you're busy cell shaming people because the reality is, is that you're putting the worst perspective and the worst look on your community and no one is gonna wanna join you when they're seeing you just dump on the person who's just taken a big win. Celebrate the big win with them. Think about it like when you were a kid, when you had like those Pokemon cards, your best friend got a Charizard and suddenly he sold it for like $1,000 or something like that. You were all happy and not only that, you were excited that he got himself like an Xbox with it or a game or whatever, whatever he got from it. So like the reality is, is like we're in the NFT space to have fun. And if we're not celebrating the wins with the people that we're in the community with, then what the heck are you even in this for? I love that. And again, sorry, but it's so funny. After I mute someone by accident too, I immediately am like, I'm only hitting hundreds now because it's on the other side. Because for those who don't host spaces, the mute button's in the bottom left. And when you hit the heart button, the clap button is in the bottom left. So if your screen is a certain way and you're trying to clap or especially spam it, I mute people way too often. But no, I think it's a great, I love the outside perspective point as well. Like I appreciate you bringing that in because I think also like a lot of people don't look at that perspective from, you know, oh, I, I'm thinking about this community, it's aspirational. And then you see them like beating up on someone who's like, I was able to do something awesome in my life because I sold this airdrop. And there's multiple people with replies being like, yeah, that's the problem. Like if you're doing it and like people being like, don't brag about it. It's a bad look. It's like, I want to celebrate my friends wins with my friends, point blank, period. That is how I want to be. And I want to celebrate wins with the community. And like I said, like I gave the example of, you know, again, my buddy Dave, who like was in the board ape community, and they hit two ETH and he's like, two ETH is like, you know, 6,000, 7,000, $8,000. And he was like, I, I, I need to sell. I couldn't, I couldn't, I just couldn't handle holding on to it anymore. And I commended him for that. And I said, congratulations. And I saw a lot of people giving him a hard time. And I had a hard time hearing that because, and that was like when cell shaming was like probably about as bad as it was going to get, because it's like, it was early on and the floor was just running and people were like, what are you doing? And to me, that's okay. I don't care how vocal you are, how front-facing you are. Nobody should be having conversations about what other people do with their money, um, with very few exceptions, which, you know, I don't want to get into the individual sort of exceptions there, but there are obviously some exceptions that people run into where they just be like, hey, like, you know, if you're like the leader of a project and you're just flooring massive amounts of assets, that might be a little bit of a problem. But, um, you know, there's there's generally not a lot of situations where you should be paying attention to that. Um Steve, I, I don't want no offense to our buddy Drew, who still has the most handsome ape in the collection, most handsome mutant, I should say, in the collection. Uh, I know Vicky is rocking her dagger ape. However, it is now official. She holds the most famous mutant in the collection, and it might not be particularly close. What happened? What did I miss? Well, you, you're, you're aware she was already featured in probably the, the greatest trailer to ever come out of Web3, the original Other Side trailer with her mutant, right? Do you remember this? I do remember this. And then now, if you look up above, all the way to the left there, the official 
profile pic of the welcome apes, the, the handle that will forever welcome uh, new members into the club. It's uh, it, does that arm look familiar? That's awesome. Oh, I um, mean, it's, it's a good one. Oh, go ahead, Vicky, get in here. Just go ahead in here and kick us any direction you want. That's awesome. Congrats. Vicky, go, or, or there you go. Maybe. Oh, there you go. Yeah, no. I was so excited. I was talking to myself. I just said I sold her for 420 20 ETH and I'm getting the fuck out. It's a joke, people. It's a joke. Let's shame her. I was going to say, but well, now we need to shame you, is what we fuck need to do. Fuck you, people. Um, I've got my own private jet. I don't care about anyone anymore. Um, yeah, I, I want to say just I've lost my, my whole train of thought because I'm so passionate about everything. We are five days in from Monday from the, the, the initiative of let's build something ourselves. five days in. In that time, we've got two group chats. We had a Discord conversation. We've had probably in those two group chats over 100 conversations about anything and everything, clubs around the world, people uh, not just branding. In fact, probably not even much about made by apes, but about people. What can we do? Everyone came with a whiteboard, and it's amazing. It's going to sound basic here, but if people feel seen and heard and people are listened to and everyone listens to everyone's idea, whether you've got the best idea, you've got the worst idea. Everyone brings their ideas, and you throw them on the table, and you go, well, that'll work, that won't, this is copyrighted, that can't use that. You know, I went to bed last night thinking the, the logo was going to be a monkey butthole with a key. Was I mad about it? I was like, well, wouldn't be my thing. But, you know, I'm happy to go with the majority. And I think that's the kind of thing when you're in an initiative, if you cannot be, I'm stubborn as hell and I'm old and I'm British. It's like, I like to get my way. I like to win. But I also like, I'm also the underdog. So I know I'll get my way eventually. But that's normally in my own house. I always think that, you know, I'm trying to be unbiased with my opinions. But obviously, that's me thinking that. And clearly, I'm not as much as anybody else. We all have bias. But the phenomenal thing about the apes is once we fucking start getting going, I know this from previous things. And this is why I got quite disillusioned, because people stopped caring. People were too busy fucking moaning about the next airdrop, moaning about what they what the club hadn't done for them. And I was like, I don't want to, we want to be around this. I want to be around the energy we had before. I know people's PFPs aren't worth, you know, six figures anymore. But that should be a sign. Those people that didn't sell for six figures that are still here, there was a reason why they didn't sell. It was because so many of us wanted to be a part of something bigger, a part of history, a part of legacy. We didn't care. If you if you want to sell and be mortgage-free, go go do it. That is absolutely phenomenal. But some of us just wanted to see the, the bigger, bigger picture. And I think that will start to form. And then hopefully that will come out. Obviously, now we have this initiative. But I genuinely didn't even know it was my fucking arm. That's what was hilarious to me. It was like, oh, there's such a cool logo. So, again, you know, just be kind to people. That's all I'm asking for everybody here is like, just, you know, bring a bit of humility, a bit of kindness, and you'll probably get a lot further in Web3. This is a good point. And this is one of those things where like, you know, it's this combination of like wanting to be heard and that little bit of being heard gets a community and then the community gets excited and they start moving. And like, it was funny. I, I was actually, I did this interview on, um, you know, I mentioned yesterday in the show, I had an interview yesterday with uh, uh, TechCrunch for Chain Re TechCrunch's podcast, Chain Reaction, um, related to the book and just generally about NFTs. 
And, you know, they asked me some questions about Board Ape Yacht Club. They asked me some questions. Then they have a rapid fire round. They said, community or floor price? And I know this might not be a popular answer to some people, but I said community 100% of the time. And she was like, really? And I was like, 100% of the time, beyond the shadow of a doubt. And like, not that like she was surprised, because like, I think it's probably not surprising that's my answer. But like, it is it is a very true belief in me. I will take community 100% of the time over floor price. Now, that's a privileged position where I'm okay right now. I'm working full-time in this space. For a lot of people, floor price is more important. And I realize that that's like a very understandable point of view. So I'm not saying that I am correct in saying that. I'm not saying that dogmatically, like if you don't say community, you're wrong, right? But that's just my personal perspective. And the, to your point about like holding and everything we did, as I held the whole way through, it, it again, it was never about the, the floor price and where it was going. Because if it was, I had ample opportunities to sell at very high valuations. And it's not to say I never will sell. It's not to say Vicky will never sell. It's not to say Cap will never sell. You know, if apes go to a million, I imagine that Cap's going to sell one of his apes. Or if he got an offer for a million dollars, like, I don't, I wouldn't blame him if he was like, yeah, you know what? Like, I'm dumping this thing now finally because I just got offered a million dollars and that is life-changing money. Like, I think that's okay and everybody has reasons. And also, everybody has different definitions for what life-changing money is. So somebody might say, hey, the apes are $60,000. I held this thing. I got all these airdrops and that is life-changing money for this at this point in my life or otherwise. Like, so I just think there's like a lot of people who need to just level set on, you know, mow your own fucking lawn, which I also think is a funny phrase because I'd love if someone mowed my lawn for me. Mow your own lawn, like stay in your own lane and kind of, you know, be willing to, you know, handle it that way. Because I just think there's so many people who, you know, are looking at this all the wrong way. And, you know, the the points that have been made this morning, I think are all, you know, not just really good ones, but, um, you know, I think across the board, it's, um, you know, it's important to have these conversations and see what community you fit into. And hearing Riggs say, I was so frustrated. I know it's like, you know, he's 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 going to take a beat. He's going to take a breath. He's going to be okay. But like hearing Riggs be like, I was so frustrated. I literally thought about flooring my penguin. That should be a major alarm bells moment for a lot of people. If you're having people say, who are diehard community members who are out there wearing kimonos saying, I can't handle the community doing this. So I, I think like that's such an important thing. And like I said, like when community vibes are going down, a few bad apples can spoil the bunch. Again, we had a title of this space at one point about Yuga losing their way. We've had, you know, titles about Moonbirds losing their way. We've had title about now Pudgy Penguins, cell shaming. This is what community can do is they can set a narrative in the wrong direction. And that can snowball. We've seen it with the apes. We've seen it snowball with the apes. So I'm excited for the future of what we're seeing out of Board Ape Yacht Club and Yuga at the moment for sure, based on, you know, kind of Vicky's point. And it shows also the power of community and that it's never too late to turn things around either, right? Because again, the point of the point of like you know, the apes being like, we had a discussion on Monday where people were frustrated, pissed off, voicing opinions, different levels of the spectrum. And that turned into a welcome committee, an airdrop officer, the retweets there, the team getting involved. All of these things spun up in a matter of a very short period of time. So I don't want to underestimate how cool that was. Vicky, go ahead and get back in here. So if you think about how many people own, are in the Yuga, Yuga ecosystem that own an asset that feel like they're part of the club, and then if you have a spreadsheet, which sounds ridiculous, but obviously say 20,000 people, 30,000 people, and then you have things that they're interested in in one bracket, but then you also have what they currently do in real life. Things that, that we were thinking about is like, you imagine you've got 100 musicians and you've got musicians that are like uh, yourself, Steve, that obviously play, you enjoy it. 
but imagine you could get a one-to-one with somebody in the club. Um, I can't remember who it was said yesterday, but when I mentioned about, imagine if you could have a one-on-one with another board eight member that's a musician and somebody said they wanted to meet Justin Bieber. Imagine in the club if we can make that happen. Imagine if somebody said, you know, well, uh, it's, I want to spend the day with Spotty. There's there's benefits to being in the club that we can actually uh, IRL network people with obviously giving them opportunities. But we don't know that because we see the PFP, but we don't know that somebody's, you know, maybe been working at Google for 20 years that could get us all in and have a lunch where we could I just, there's just so much to it that we haven't even scratched the surface of all these, these ecosystems, ecosystems within the club. And if we can get some kind of spreadsheet style thing where people can put, well, yeah, you know, I'm in this corporate job, but I fucking hate it. You know, my passion is uh, I want to be a gamer night and day. And then Orangey goes, well, come spend the day with me. You know, let's let's work it out. And they start an esports team. All of these conversations can be had. All these conversations can spawn into people. And it's not all about what's in your fucking bag and dollar cost. Like some of the younger people will obviously be looking at the dollars. Some of the older ones like us can make them understand that, yeah, money's nice, but money's the key to freedom. You know, it's not to buy the next PFP. It will give you freedom to buy something like a plane ticket to the other side of the world to meet people in Apefest. There's there's all these things. But again, once we start to get to know people's why for wanting to be in the club, you're certainly going to find there's going to be a lot more people want to buy, buy a mutant or an ape or a doggo because they'll be like, Jesus, we, you know, those founders are cool. But the people that are below the founders are even fucking cooler. Yeah. And that's that again, that's a banger of a point. Actually, it's funny, like, and I don't think that the club has any obligation to do this by any means. But one of the discussions we had had at one point is like, well, I don't think they're going to be getting Steph Curry anytime soon. You know, there are a lot of people who are in the club. Like you mentioned some of the people in the club, like could could the team actually help getting some of those people to interact with people in the club? Right. Could do they have those connections and those ability to say, hey. Like we're let's get up a phone call and see if this person would jump on a Twitter space with this person or jump in the discord for a little bit. I I think this week was the beginning of that, Steve. I I really do. I know I said earlier, I don't know what day it was earlier this week. I I said, you know, to pat ourselves in the back. I, I really felt that Monday's show helped begin to shift the narrative and, and, and the build some momentum in the club. I I will double down on that now. And I, I think what, what I've experienced this week, what I believe, I, I do believe this will look back. This will be a, a, a pivotal moment, a seminal moment, whatever you want to call it in the club's history, because everything just Vicky just described, like it will happen. Like what, what ha- is like, it's, it's so much bigger than, than welcome apes. Welcome apes is going to be amazing. But what it did is it, it just, there, there's 50 plus people that, that are in there that all feel similar to Vicky feel similar to my, like the, the reinvigoration of, of building together. And this, this idea of collaborative co-creation and building, like, are there some celebrities in the club that might be down the road and harder gets? Sure. There's, there's people active in the club that are extremely talented individuals that most of us have no idea what their backgrounds, their skill sets are. And, and most of us like would love to work with each other, would love to help each other out. We just, we haven't had necessarily that, that 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 foundational layer that that connective tissue that that even like i know vicky kept saying a spreadsheet like we're, we're starting off a spreadsheet like will will it evolve will the platform become more yes but i just think my my big takeaway what got me so excited this week was 
I, I really do think it's the beginning of something that will snowball into far more than just a welcome committee. Rather, it, it, it's it's bringing back it's bringing back early board API club vibes and, and make fun of us if you want. But that's what made it so special is what, what we experienced this week is what got so many of ex- us excited in 2021 before it had anything to do with the floor price. And, and I just, Vicki, I want to say, I'll, I will hand it back to you. I just want to say thanks because truly like this is a, I do believe this will be a moment that we'll look back. It, it's part of the lore. Like it'll be etched in the, in the club lore forever. And it probably doesn't happen if you don't, inspire that portion of the conversation on Monday. We could have been on here for four hours and just ranted and complained and gave feedback and what was wrong. But, but instead of just complaining, you, 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 you picked a very specific thing and a potential solution. And, and here we are a week later, you're seeing 50 apes plus in action. And I, I do, I, I really think it's the beginning of something special and your attitude and looking for, Hey, wh- it's great to say what we don't like, how can we make it better? And then getting, dozens of people moving to, to collectively make it better. It's, it's to me, that's web three. And I just want to say, thanks. You're so welcome. I put my hand up because I didn't want to forget as well. I don't often do birthday shout outs because obviously we all fucking have one every year. But today is a very special day because for those of you that know Jason at the two E's hustle house, he's 40 today. Um, and I know he won't mind sharing because he shared on a post a couple of days ago about turning 40. And even him and I found something that was so fucking wild that we've known each other three years. So he's turning 40 today and he never thought he would get to 40 because uh, his dad passed away uh, when he was 16. I My jaw dropped open. The reason being, that's exactly the same scenario when I was 16. My mum passed away and she was 40. So it's the exact same situation. I, like him, when I got to 40, never ever thought I would get to 40. So once you open those conversations, you suddenly realise how many things in common you have with other human beings on the planet. So anyone that knows him, please hit him up, wish him a happy 40th, because now he's old, he's no longer in his 30s, and I'm going to make the most of, obviously, true roasting him like apes do. And, um, yeah. That's it. Thank you. Thank you for the levity at the end. I'm going to be quick and then hand it back to Steve because I may get emotional. To blow your mind further, I too found out that about our, our friend uh, for the first time. I sent him a DM because while he wasn't 40, my, my father passed away at a young age as well. He was actually 49. May have I was 23. May have something to do why I think about death every day. It, today, Vicky, today would have been my dad's 69th birthday. So he happens to share a birthday with our friend. So I, my DM was like, yeah, we're, we're someday going to have to we get together in one of these, you know, the same state on your birthday, my father's birthday. We'll, we'll have to have a nice session and, and speak of our fathers. But, yeah, wild, wild, uh, small world. And, uh, Steve, back to you. No, I, I actually – and I need to uh, – after these two hands, I, I could probably go two more hands, but then I need to go because I have an eleven fifteen playing a little V Friends Compete and Collect with our friend Ron Jordan uh, doing, some, uh, doing some stuff there. But – um, no, I, I think it's a, I think it's a great like point of like how you connect in the cracks sometimes and you don't realize those are even there until you open up those sort of, um, you know, discussion points. So I think one, it's a really great point in general, like to, to just be, you know, cognizant of, but yeah, I mean, number two, like it, it is, it is a matter of like realizing that like, it's not necessarily just sitting on your ass doing nothing. It's like, there is a participatory nature of this that you can go into. Um, 
I'm going to go to uh, NFT hoarder Jason first because I'm, I'm feeling Dow Jones is a feeling on the title of the space, perhaps. I don't know, just my inclination based on his, uh, um, he's, a, he's a pudgy penguin uh, diehard. So I want to get his take on that after that, um, you know, before we go there. But let's go, let's go, Jason, first. Go ahead and get in here. Yeah, thanks. No, just hats off to Vicky, to you guys for kicking it off uh, with the welcome committee. Um, and, and I think, you know, sometimes FUD and, and, you know, bear market FUD becomes very loud. And, you know, there's there's a ton of people as seen in, in kind of like the call to arms, picking up the shovel uh, that are stepping up, you know, and, and I think not all of us like myself are are loud on the timeline, but we're a part of the community. And, you know, I think that's what happened, right? Like Monday's show ended up kind of being a call to arms. And I think we just need to do a better job not letting the FUD and the the probably the, you know, fewer individuals that are louder take over kind of the sentiment, right? And, and I think that's what we're seeing with the welcome committee. And you know, the, the sentiment around board apes, at least from my same feeling of what's happened this week. Yeah, I think it's a fair point. I think it's, it's something where we need to be careful about it, It's similar to what we're talking about, even with pudgies to some degree, it's like, if a few people take control of the narrative, I mean, again, we started off the day with a pudgy penguin rigs coming on this stage and saying, this community is pissing me off. And to the point where he's like, I'm thinking about flooring my asset because I'm getting that frustrated with being part of this. And this is not what I signed up for or want to be part of. And if those take control, which they can, suddenly you're in a very precarious position as a community. So I think that there's, um, you know, something to be said about how you handle like the, your, your business as a, a community and like cap saying like, Hey, I'm going to step up. I'm going to, you know, talk out more. I think stuff like that's important. What you're saying is important. What Vicky's saying is important in trying to push down maybe the loud few that maybe act poorly on the timeline. So I think it's a good point. Let's and, um, and let's keep- they can be heard as well, but it's, it's, that was, that was what jumped off the conversation Monday is I felt the FUD was, was greatly over-exaggerated because because we weren't hearing from people like, like NFT hoarder, we weren't hearing from so many builders all like 99% of our timeline was the FUD. Some of it fair, but, but, and some of it critical with good feedback, but it was, it was, I, I knew there was a lot more happening. Or I really felt there was a lot more happening behind the scenes. I really did feel like there was some serious momentum. It just, no one was talking about it, maybe rightfully so, but, but it, the end of the day that whether you call it FUD, whether you call it feedback, I, I do believe it, 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 it served as a, a call to arms uh, to, to some degree. And I, I'm grateful to be here. You know, I, I've said before, Steve, I, I, when, I, when these things crossed 10K the first time, I made a, a conscious decision. It said it was a 10-year journey for me. Like this week is what is like why I'll be a lifelong ape. Like, will I sell one of them? Will I sell both of these? Possibly. But I, if, if, it's, if it's for some ridiculous number, I will buy back in because it's, it's a club that I desired, like Vicky said, like I've been, I've been fortunate in, in, in my life. And there's, while there's a number for everything, there is some things that, that money can't buy. And I truly love being here. I truly am grateful to be a part of this, this community, this club. And I believe that, you know, we're a couple of years into this thing and, and, and some very special, not just life-changing events for those in the club potentially, but I, I think like world-changing things, like whether it's the tech, the community, like I, I think it's something really, really special here. And, and it's something I want to be part of my legacy, right? Like I, when I, 
whether it's the apes I hold today or, or another ape, you know, someday when I leave here, you know, I am hopeful that, you know, one or both of my daughters will be welcomed into the Board Ape Yacht Club by this handle that, that was created this week. And, and that, that, that etched in part of that lore and, and the legacy, it's, it's obviously much bigger than a, than a Twitter account or, or uh, a, a welcome committee. But to me, it's, it's just, it is a, a, a very in real life, in your face reminder of how special this, this Web3 world is. For me particularly, how special the Board Ape Yacht Club is to me personally and, and how talented I view the, the individuals in it. And it's, uh, I, I do, I think there's some really exciting things that are being built and to see those develop over the, you know, the next decade plus and, and to cheer on my friends, like that is, like that's stuff that, that it's, it's, it's hard to put a, a number on. Agree. No, it's, 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 it's a whole different, uh, whole different ball game that I've never really been a part of before. And I, I'm with you. I'm in the same boat. I love being part of it. And, you know, I, I, I think, you know, these little steps are what make community really build. And it's really interesting to kind of see it form. And again, I, I think, and I'll, I'll say this and then I'll kick it over to Dow because I'm sure he has thoughts on this. I think we're seeing some of the pudgy penguins go through growing pains of like a large floor jump. And it's almost like the, it, it almost, it's funny because yesterday, uh, by the way, Doodle's communications yesterday were phenomenal on the drop, but they had some token proof issues, right? But they were very communicative in the Discord. But it was funny because somebody who had an 8 PFP uh, in the Doodle's Discord, you know, posted the first time GIF. You know that first time when um, uh, James Franco's got the noose around his neck and it's like first time here? It's like, because we've seen this. And so it's like understanding that, like, you know, when I see some of the the pudgy stuff, it's like, you know, part of me is like, ah, first time, get how that goes, like been there. And so, go ahead. To that bookmark for next week, we we I think we probably should have a a, a token proof conversation. Big fan of Fonz. I, I think it's fair to all the all the projects in the space. I, I saw some specific feedback on that yesterday, and it's, it probably is worth a conversation. It's definitely worth a conversation. They continuously fail right now. Period. Yeah, yeah, and and I I I'll probably be on somewhat the other side of it, but yes, I think it's 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 a it'll be worth a conversation of having. Uh, to some degree. All right. We're going to go down and Sarah and I may, I'll let you know, cap I'll text you or something. If I need to sneak out, cause I do need to get ready. I have about an hour until that. And I need to shower and, and let my dog out and stuff, but let's go down and then Sarah in that order. Dow get in here. Yeah. Real quick, just on the cell shaming. I agree. No one should be out here shaming anyone. I'm the one preaching. You shouldn't even be shaming the based on what part of the collection you're in, you know, whether you're the secondary, the big, it shouldn't matter. However, I do want to say, like, as people want to stop this actions from actually happening, I think your best bet is probably to try and DM first. People in public, they tend to get way more defensive, whether that's on the timeline, in the Discord. So if it was me, I'm probably shooting DMs first. And then if they ignore me, feel free to take a screenshot and flame them publicly. But I think if you actually want change, you're probably better off approaching people one-on-one as opposed to getting at them in public just because they're going to have more people on their bandwagon swaying their opinion and people in public just tend to be more defensive. So if the change is what we want, if it was me, I'm sending the DM first. And then if they're a piece of shit in the DMs, I love you. I love you. And I would tend to agree. But when he tells me he's going to drop it in a text, which you were by the way on. So you saw it. And then he continues forward. Come on. Come on. Text after the post. Yeah. But even you, even you told me the post was soft. Like I was like the post, I very much the so. post, I, I ended again, the post yeah. with, I love you. Like I just had to say something like the post wasn't like a go fuck yourself. You're wrong. It was a soft post. Then I immediately texted him just to make sure he's okay from us as a friend. 
says he's going to drop it and then doubles, triples, quadruples down. So, I mean, you know, it's just one of those things. Versus if you had texted him first and Sauce, this is a terrible take. You're making us look like shit. I just think you get better results by DMing him first, personally. Going into the car wash, getting loud. No, it's, I mean, like, I think there's, I think it's, it is a hard thing. There's not a huge playbook for, right? Like on one end to Dow's point, you text some. Sorry. Sorry about that. Steve. Oh no, you're good. Go ahead again. Jump again. I'm just watching it unfold in the, the discord, you know, like Riggs is not wrong and there's more people on his side than on Sauce's side. However, what happens is when you start claiming them publicly, you know, you just get the naysayers and the, the I'm on this team and I'm on that team and straight division which, you know, I'm a guy who I watch in the media all day. This is what people want from you, division, division, division. And I just think that one-on-one conversations lead to better change. I think that this is everybody's personal timeline. You're welcome to do with it what you want. But I do believe that if you actually want the actions of people to change, you're just better off doing it on a one-on-one setting to start. Most people will not change, and you can end up doing it publicly anyway. But I just think it's a better way if you actually want change. Yeah. No, I think it's a fair, I think it's a fair way to approach it. Like I was going to say, like, I, I don't think there's – fully a playbook for this stuff and i think that's part of the problem it's like it's a new sort of a brave new world and there's not like fully a playbook on how to properly handle it um you know i think there's benefit to people calling someone out publicly to show like hey we don't publicly support this i think there's benefit to going in dm because maybe they see it differently and go down on it um you know i think to your point though even to riggs's point in this instance while it's a very specific instance it seems like maybe the dm wouldn't have made a difference if and again granted the text happened afterwards but if it's hey, I'm going to drop it. And then it's like, mm, not dropping it. Um, you know, who knows if people really feel this way. It's just, but to your, to your point, Dow, it's like, it, it's now got this, like, now it's a topic of discussion on the timeline. It's a topic of discussion in the community. Now it's like, Luca's in a position where he's going to have to decide, do I want to make a stance on this? Do I want to make a comment on this? Do I want to say something in the Discord or publicly about how I feel about this? He already has. He's told us to win with class, but that doesn't mean that people are going to listen. People do not tend to listen to authority you know he's made his statement people are going to do what they want on the timeline that's one of these things about social media everyone believes that their voice should be heard by the fifteen thousand followers yada 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 so i don't know that even him saying anything is going to change it he's in the discord every other sunday telling us be be your best version of yourself yada 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 it doesn't change anything and it's not going to change anything and it's not luca it's not penguins it's just people as a whole we're arguing with the same people that get the personal foul celebration after doing the go-ahead touchdown here and getting the flag and missing the extra point. So I do think that like we also have to remember who we're I, I can't wait to use this point. this comparison or this analogy in the future. It's brilliant. I mean, straight That's up, you're my finally getting a touchdown here, and these fucking people are getting personal foul penalties because they want to do group celebrations. It's a little ridiculous. You guys know it's not me. I support everyone standing on your morals and going out there and doing it. I'm just saying if you actually want the change, I just think personal conversations tend to lead to better results. Fair point. Uh, totally. And, and to your point, like, I, I just think it's important to be like public, like you said, like you said, Luke is like win with class, like, and I, I'm not saying he has to do this one way or another, but I think, you know, stuff like that is important to set the tone. So I'm glad he's doing it. And some people won't listen on the same way and that's their right. But, um, I do very much appreciate that perspective that he's doing that because I think that that is a critical part of this, in my opinion, is to say, is to actually do that winning with class and saying win with class. Um, because the leadership, the only thing they can do is really set the tone. Uh, Sarah, go ahead and get in here, and then we will probably close out from there. Well, I'm I'm circling back. I'm going to bring back the potty humor. 
I do believe that needs to happen when you close out your space. Um, I think it is ironic and wonderful that the universe has conspired with our beloved Yuga family, and specifically my beloved Vicki, in calling the welcoming committee a WC, which, as we all know, is a water closet. And, you know, how we feel about dookie dashes and everything else. It feels appropriate to have everybody go to the WC first in your community. And I am applauding each and every one of you because I am not a holder and it's an aspirational thing someday maybe, but to live vicariously through a wonderful group of people. I'm proud that you're using your superpowers for good. And um, blessed be each and every person that has to visit the WC. I hope that you have the poopery and all of the wonderful things that we have in our facilities to make them feel welcome. I hope that you have, you know, all of the appropriate accoutrements, I suppose, in the little basket there that you would find in a high-end WC. Um, and just go on to greatness. Vicki, you are a treasure. I say it every, every day. Um, and I am more and more in awe of you. And I think it is because of the way that you were brought up and the, the struggles that you have had in your background, that you always make sure that the voices of the voiceless are heard. And um, I hope that the folks that you go listen to this recording and understand that there are some wonderful, wonderful people here. As, as our friend Steve says, have a wonderful, wonderful day. It's because it's filled with wonderful, wonderful people. So each and every one of you go on to greatness. Happy weekend. I hope that you're marinating on ways to um, grow your community because it truly is something to be proud of. From the cheap seats, it's very fun. And You, you um, know I've got a follow-up to your comment. <laughs> well, you if you mention my name, you'll what, get a good seat. <laughs> no, I was just going to say, what a shit take. Because obviously, if you're going to do a pun, I've got to do a pun back. So it's clearly a shit take. Absolutely. You know? I'll I'll just go to back down to listening, but um, I'll get you the Sharpie marker so that you can put your name on the wall too, you know? I, I do it proper, you know? <laughs> Have a wonderful day, folks. There's something to be said here about Board API Club started with the bathroom and we just ended this space with the bathroom. The little pixel on a bathroom wall is how Board API Club started and now we're having a conversation about water closets with the welcoming committee, VWC. So um, seems like a good a place as any to kind of put a bow on this sucker cap, but... I think good discussion this morning. And, and I think one of the overarching points I take away is like the importance of community reputation and how things can turn on a dime. Like we were talking, you know, in the past couple of days about, you know, board eight cock club, have they lost their way reputationally? What's going on here? We got to pay attention to it. You know, a few days later, we're talking about welcoming committees and allow lists and the community stepping up and the team jumping in at that same conversation. We were talking about pudgy penguins and today we're talking about pudgy penguins who are self shaming on the timeline and, the sort of a divide going on a little bit in the discord and in the community as it relates to that. I mean, it just sh goes to show how quickly things can turn on a dime and how quickly uh, perspectives can change and how quickly holders as well as teams can turn things around in a way like you're not, you're not down and out until you're really down and out. And so I think there's something to be said about all of that as we go through and the importance of it. And I don't think pudgies are doomed or anything like that based on what happened yesterday. I think it's just a good conversation that, it's important to have out in the open if you're a community member. Like people like Riggs stepping up and having that conversation and saying, I am upset and offended by how you're treating other community members. I think stuff like that's important. And I'm glad that we're having that conversation today. And I'm glad that he's pushing that narrative forward for people in the community and defending them. He sees something, he says something. I think that's powerful. So um glad to have that part out. Um, that said, I need to go shower cap. <laughs> 
Uh, any parting thoughts? Yeah, I'll let, yeah uh, just just because I failed to get it in earlier, the uh, I, I, while I did not pull Steve's hat, I did not pull a Steve Spinner hat. I did run pure on my eight bit tea time mint this morning and uh, pulled the Crocs head. I am holding it for ransom for our buddy Crocs. I don't know, probably. Uh, I don't know. I'm, as soon as he hits it big, I will. Uh, I will. Uh, what his big W? This will be. This will be my 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 sell. As soon to, as he uh, as soon Crocs. as he hits a shal- uh, like a fifteen x Solana shitcoin, basically is what Crocs does in the in yeah. the in the world. That, yep. That'll be like we we've split a doodle. I like I'll I'll trade him this Crocs head golfer for the other half of the doodle. Um, when he, he just he will. If, as long as we get him minting, we get him minting these eight bit tea times. He gets chasing the the the, the gator head. Hopefully, the croc is a one of one. I'm not sure. I haven't confirmed that yet. But yeah, I will. Uh, I'm going to take a, a, a see how I can uh, well my negotiating skills are if I get this thing uh, flipped for uh, for half a doodle, Steve. Love to see it. Love to see it. You gotta gotta let Crocs have it. He's uh once he gets out and be is successful. I mean, another thing we didn't cover, but like worth just bringing on in a flyover. Again, we'll talk about the token proof stuff and and what happened. You know, happens in the large load. I actually think that there is. A, I'll tease a preview. I think there is something to be said about um the uh you know load testing with your community. I said it with Yuga. They should have load tested and said we'll give you an other side helmet or something like that or some sort of rare thing that you could print out of thin air for load testing if you think it's going to be heavy. I would say with Doodles, they actually probably could have done something similar with a, uh, an app for the or a, a item for the studio and could have load tested if they thought it was going to be heavy. Obviously, didn't foresee it coming. So I think maybe it's a future activation that if token proof, which is figuring out like fetch data and technology as it relates to some sort of high volume, um, bullish for Yuga, bullish for Doodles that people were overloading yeah, your point, the system. Like, got, got, got to see it. Exactly. Got to see it coming now though, right? It's like, it's because it's not just Doodles. It's not just Apes. It's have seen volume presumably at different levels and it's they, like they, they like i i guess maybe we just try well let we should probably reach out see if we can get fawns on here um if he's open to it because like they've handled the volume so it's like that's where i get confused is like why it, it, you know i i don't know it feels like they have done drops with that have been high demand high volume but the the merch drops for whatever reason continue to uh to have issues at, at first go because later in the day it all it all got working correct like and it was yeah i mean it was it was it was it was uh it was kind of sketchy like it would spin for a while and it would take a few tries to get to work and then it would finally work it almost felt like trying to get a solana transaction to go through when like you're you're grabbing a mint or something it's like spin 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 fail spin 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 fail and then if you got it just right and then sometimes you would spin put something in a cart sometimes it said no token found and so it this one was a merch drop the last one that was bad was actually the ticket drop but now that you know that high volume high demand drops you know, are going to happen because, because doodles has used token proof for multiple drops and they haven't had an issue. So now that we've seen it a couple of times, I think we have a pretty clear path to say, this is a problem that needs to be solved. Do some load testing. That's my recommendation is load testing. And I didn't realize our guy, Joe was still on the stage. He's, he is speaking of champing at the bit. Yeah. I'm sure he'll have thoughts on this when we discuss it, which will be fine. So maybe we get funds on the show to talk about it. Like to me, like, and I'll probably be the more empathetic one. I do think when you're putting something new together, like, there's always going to be these hiccups. It's just how do you avoid them or plan for them? We now know two instances at least where we've had this same issue. So, or similar issues, they were different things. Let's figure out like, again, I would say work with the team on load testing in some way, shape or form. And again, you could do, a, if you tell the doodles community, we want to get as many people in here, we're giving away this rare ish item or whatever for the studio that, you know, holders can get. 
Like, and similarly, that's, that's, with, that's with, another news item to punt to next week too, is the studio. I've not been in yet, but I know you, I saw you got in played around with the new studio and a little bit of, it seemed like genuine excitement there worth, worth, uh, at least a, a brief conversation next week. Yeah, for sure. So I think we'll hit that. Um, Joe, let you get in here quick. I, I I'm running out of time though. I am not doing that. So to rush so you, my, I got one in, I got one in 30 minutes. I just say it was built for web two and it's been backwards built for web three. So it didn't start as a web three product, which means it over relies on bulky API polls and doesn't use the natural network of the blockchain and RPCs to make it smooth. So it's always going to be clunky. That's what I'll say. Yeah. And I think that's a word worth discussing because I, I know the origin of it as well and what he was initially doing it for and how that changed when ape fest came around. But um, you know, all that said, I think it's good discussion for next week. It is Friday. I hope everyone has a wonderful Friday uh, and an awesome weekend. I will be up early tomorrow, but I am more grateful for being up early tomorrow after having the youth discussion and realizing that my youth sports aren't that bad. I'm going to be in and out of there in 45 minutes. My son's going to get to play some soccer, and then I have the whole day in front of me versus uh, some of the other stuff we've uh, heard about this morning. That said, I'm going to go shower so I don't stink and look gross playing uh, some compete and collect with Ron at 11.15. And then uh, off into the day. Awesome Starbucks trivia last night. Had a blast doing that. Shout out to Starbucks for continuing to roll things through in that uh, in that uh, in that Discord. Um, and again, great discussion about reputation this morning. I think it's something we'll continue to talk about. I think this will be a big nothing burger in a couple of weeks for the Pudgy Penguins. But I think right now the overarching point, and we've been saying this all along as the floor is running up. We've said it on this show when they were six, nine, twelve, like everything. Just be careful about winning the right way, as Dow Jones said win with class. So that said, I'm going to go ahead and send everyone off into their day. Looking forward to talking to everybody bright and early Monday morning at 8 a.m. Have a wonderful, wonderful weekend, everybody. This episode is brought to you by DGen Network, the only community-based Web3 media network, bringing you the very best content in the NFT and cryptocurrency space. Please visit dgen.network and check out our other great shows. That's dgen, D-G-E-N dot network. Welcome to the future.